I'm ready, son. I am ready. We are on. Sheesh. Is the remix of the remix or what? Gotta open it up. I like it. Let's go. Is that the remix to the remix or what is it's it? It's the remix. The remix to the remix? remix. You can hit that power button so it'll be ringing in our ears. Because <clears throat> it'll do that. It'll do that the whole podcast. Malet Landeros! <laughs> You're finally here, dude. You finally. Finally showed up after all these years of me doing this podcast. You know why I showed up? Uh, the free alcohol, I think. <laughs> free energy drinks, and I, I wanted a, I wanted to settle something that was said about me. Oh shit! With the former guest. Listen, listen. Before we get into this beef, <laughs> I'm calling out David Sigala. Before we get into this beef, this. Look, look, and let me set up the premise. <laughs> or let me defend myself at least. <laughs> yeah, I had two people. Against like, me. I was like, "What?" Now, before we get into this beef, look, I can only I can only defend what's uh, what's real. Uh, you were never dirty, sir. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way for me to defend that. I can only defend the truth. Somebody once told me you got to work smarter, not harder. So. <laughs> That was David Sagala say you can get dirty. Yeah. David, if you're listening or when you do listen, just want you to know that I'm going to have these calluses on my hands. So the next time I see you and I get that slap on the back of your head, it's going to feel real good. That shit going to really hurt. It's going to hurt. All four foot five of you. You're going to feel it. You know, David Sagala, that's my boy. He's a cool dude, we man. Good, he was good. He was a good guest, man. I, there's a lot that he talked about on that podcast that I didn't, I had never thought about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I never thought about the elder people getting sick in the in the homes that he was working at, and some things that he went through that I never knew. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. It's crazy that you know you consider yourself friends, but you don't know what they're going through. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's. Uh, I heard a uh, there's a lyric by Tupac. Uh, it says, "A true friend makes a." A true friend makes it hard to ask because you're a real friend to somebody. It makes them hard. To, it makes it hard to ask for favors and things. And when you are in right. trouble, you know what I'm saying? Well, and not only that, but like how many times do we lie to our friends when they ask, hey, how's it going? Is everything all right? Oh, we're oh, good. I'm good. Yeah, we're good. I'm good. You know, you yeah, don't really, want to show that. What is that? What is it? A real friend makes it hard to ask. Something like that, right? Is it say says something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's true because motherfuckers that be asking everything from me, they barely know me. <laughs> but <laughs> they want everything. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, a real friend, you know, when he's he's gonna ask you for something, you know, it's legit, and he's coming to you because he knows yeah. like, I need, you know, I need. And this he's probably a a lot of times, nine times out of ten, he's probably sat on that. He's been back and forth on asking you yeah. for the longest time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's one of those deals that if they do finally ask you, a real friend. You know what I mean? They've considered, man, if I ask them, is it going to put them in a bind? Is it going to be hard for them to, whatever it is I'm asking is going to cause him trouble or her, whatever it is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So they've thought about that. If they're honest with themselves, so they're a a real friend of yours, then that that puts them in a predicament, too, to ask. Because there's a lot of times I'll be like, man, I don't want anything. I'd rather just struggle. You know (laughs) what I mean? Figure it out on my own. (laughs) Fuck that. Then then put that burden on somebody else to try to carry me. You know what I mean? But, you know. 
I mean, your real friend is also going to know when you do call, when you do ask, you know, it, it's it's um, it's serious. It's and, sincere. And, yeah, it's, it's sincere. sincere. It's coming from the heart. It's like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Or that motherfucker's really in trouble, bro. She's like, man, he's calling again. Let's just put that. <laughs> Ignore. <laughs> Go to voicemail. <laughs> Text me. <laughs> You're always in jail. What's wrong with you? <laughs> again? <laughs> man, this candle that I got, bro, I don't know what it is, but it smells like that uh, that smoke from the, uh, the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called uh what did i say it was uh porch swing but that just sounds like catholic, it smells like catholic church man they say pork rinds i was like man make me hungry <laughs> pork rinds. it says porch swing I don't, know, I don't know about porch swing it smells like catholic church yeah you know what we like to use we like to use those glade uh plugins the claim I got some around yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I got those one, over good. one over here. I don't know. They've been plugged in for a couple of months. They might be dry. <laughs> that wick is, is red. <laughs> it's, it's brown. It's burning. I think it's burning the wick now. <laughs> that plastic's melting back there. That glass is, is turning uh, smoke. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big scent person, man. Um, COVID took that shit away from me for a while. <laughs> Couldn't smell Everything. anything. For over a year, mm-hmm. really. And then when I did, well... I couldn't smell anything for two weeks. Exactly. It was like 14 days. Couldn't smell shit. And then... Could you taste anything? I couldn't taste anything either. Smell and taste, the only thing I got. After that, I could smell, but everything was mm-hmm. different. It was so fucked up. Same? Yeah, like coffee for me. So, if you know how they had that Starbucks in United? Mm-hmm. I've go into United... And, dude, the coffee smelled like shit. I, I can't explain the smell, but it was like, it wasn't, it's something like I never smelled before. It's like a combination of sewer and ass. It's like, oh, what the fuck is that? And then after a while of me being there, then I could start to smell the coffee. Like, mm-hmm. then that fragrance would come through. It's like, oh, shit. It's it had to be like real strong, I guess, before you caught on to it. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's coffee. Yeah. That's what I'm smelling. Because when I first when I first got my my smell back in this apartment, I had uh I had the glazed plugins. I had these plugins everywhere, and I would come into my room and like fuck, dude, something stinks. Like what the hell is that? <laughs> I would go to the I'd go to the sink. I'd go to the toilet, scrub it, clean it, shower, same thing. You couldn't I, determine what it was. I like couldn't tell what it was. Like it I was. couldn't tell what it was. For I did this for three weeks, mm-hmm. every day. I'd come in. It smells back again. What the hell is that? <laughs> and like there I go again, clean everything, vacuum, throw stuff on the carpet, vacuum it up. And then <clears throat> I realized that it was a glazed plug-in. One day I was just next to it. Oh shit! It's I can't smell this thing right here. It just smells weird to me. Like what I'm smelling, it does smell nice to you somebody. You just couldn't smell. I to me it the, smelled horrible. Whatever, yeah, yeah, it smelled you. bad. And. um the same thing with uh, a lot of the colognes that I have. So your cheaper colognes, they're higher in uh, alcohol. They have a higher alcohol count- content. Your expensive ones, they have more of an oil. The oil that's, that they pull the fragrance from, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's higher in that. So because they're more expensive, you're, it's because you're paying for the, the oil, the oil mm-hmm. itself. And if they're cheaper, it's because it's diluted in alcohol. Right. <clears throat> which I mean I have both you know because there's some that I like that are on the ch- on the cheaper end anyway and um, but that alcohol the alcohol that they use for the fragrance 
changes that smell to me. So I knew in my head how that that cologne was supposed to smell. Right. But when I would spray, I was like, fuck, didn't smell it just the same. smells weird. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like gross, but it just smelled weird. Right. And that's, it was crazy because the one thing with me is fragrance. Like, I love fragrance. I'm a, I'm a fragrance person. Mm-hmm. I can't smell bad smells, dude. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't do them. I, I remember when I used to Smelly work. Smelly associates. <laughs> it's, when I used to work at FERS in high school, FERS cafeteria. Right, right. And uh, so was, say the, the trash would be sitting out there for a while. Because if it's brand new, it don't smell that bad. But if it sits out there for a while. In the heat. And okay. then I had to throw it and it smelled bad. Yeah. Dude, I, I couldn't. I would be like gagging the whole <laughs> <laughs> the whole way. <laughs> 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 hey, in the old field, in the summertime, the porta potties. Oh, you dude. Have to, you have to question yourself. Do you really need to go that bad? Because you talking know, about flies and heat. Yeah, so I got yeah. to work on a couple of those <laughs> a couple of those pads where they had porta potties because we didn't all have them. Nasty. So when I worked for Maverick, which was a uh, I was working off a pulling unit, dude, we're plugging wheels. So they're not they're not spending money on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not spending oh, yeah. money on us. So porta potties, we didn't have them. We'd go use, you'd have to go take a shit out in the middle of nowhere. In the field. So it'd be like, hey, where's the restroom at? You see that? <laughs> Open field. Way the hell over there. <laughs> You can go over there. <laughs> Where's the toilet paper? You see that bush? <laughs> Grab them leaves. He was like, hey, man, if we had porta potties, trust me, yeah. you probably wouldn't want to use them. Yeah. I was like, why? And then they explained it to me. I was like, man, those, they, they hardly ever empty them. Mm-hmm. They just sit there in the heat and they just. Yeah. It's Ferment. Gro- it's gross, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, you got to question yourself. Do you really need to go that bad or can you hold it? Or can I go? Is there a field somewhere? Can I, I go inside go? the trailer? <laughs> yeah, man, that stuff like that. And, and, uh, really puts a lot of things into perspective mm-hmm. for me you know what i mean um i was wearing i was wearing jeans here to the warehouse one day i was just this past weekend and i always have people man you're wearing jeans it's hot in here i said shit you don't know what hot is dude you have no idea i can wear jeans in here easy this is nothing you know you know it's crazy that uh you know thinking back when i when i first started at the dc i used to wear jeans too and i would be you know comfortable wearing jeans but then after a while i don't know just you get a yes because we get comfortable. We yeah. get a you kind of I think ad, adapt to that, and then it just like you start listening to everybody else complain about how hot it is, right? And you're like, damn, it is hot, right? But when you think back at other places that you've been and other times that you've worked, when I so there was this time that I was I don't can't remember where we were working out of, but we were plugging a well out in the middle of nowhere, just surrounded by sand. And I was in my FR jeans, my FR, my FR long sleeve, my mm-hmm. hard hat, you know what I'm saying, a shirt under. Steel toe. Steel toe, <laughs> my mask on because we were pouring right. cement, my gloves on. And it was it was so fucking hot, dude. It right. was during the drought. It was so fucking hot. They were ordering water trucks to come out there and dump water to cool the temperature down. Yeah. Just because it was so ground, fucking just, yeah. hot. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and we're having to tra- we were having to take breaks every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because it was over 115 degrees, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" I always think back to that. So when somebody's like, "Man, it's fucking hot in here," I'm like, "Nah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> nah dude. I've only experienced that one time um, where it was so hot that I had the chills. I had to take a break. I had to go to in the shade and just cool off because yeah, I felt it. I was like, "Something's not right." Had you know chill bumps, goosebumps, and I just started drinking water. And I was like, "Wow, it's it's really that it's hot. Really My body is just hot, heating up." Yeah, so I had to take a. Take a break. I've had a 
it's not heat exhaustion. It's um, it's the one like right right underneath it. There's two of them. Yeah, no, it is heat heat exhaustion because there's heat heat stroke, and then there's heat exhaustion, exhaustion. which is right under it, and it's yeah. it's similar. It's right. But I've had I've had that stroke. Yeah, I've had that before. I've mm-hmm. had that before, and uh, dude, I felt sick. You know yeah. what I mean? And then I was dehydrated for the longest fucking time, no matter how much water I drank. Yeah. And you can tell by the color of your urine, too. Man, you're I drinking thought I was enough gonna, or not. Cause. I thought I was going to pass the fuck out. <laughs> but my body won't let me, man. For some reason, it just don't want to, it won't tap out. Gonzalo the Great ain't going to go out like that. You got me messed up. <laughs> I was like, come on, baby, just black out already. <laughs> nope. God, not, not today. <laughs> I just wanted, I just, I literally wanted to pass out so I wouldn't be hurting anymore because mm-hmm. I had a headache. I felt dizzy. I wanted to throw up. Right. And I was like, if you just pass out, you won't feel shit no more. Yeah. Just pass out. <laughs> just just walk into that tunnel, baby. Just do it. Nope. Not today. <laughs> Stay awake. I'm like, damn. <laughs> thought you was. Yeah, I thought I was, dude. You don't want to do it. I felt like that a couple of times. There's a couple of times I almost died. But I'm still here. Bitches, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so like your smell, is it back, do you think? Or you, you uh, uh it it's uh where it I used would to say be. probably because I had a really keen sense of smell, too. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I developed allergies in between then and now. You never had them before? I never had them before. Oh. I never had allergies before. But now I have allergies. And that kind of messes with it when it's really bad. But I can... Some things are stronger than others. It's, it's just... It's still a little off, but I can smell uh, more things than I used to. More of my colognes I can smell. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what it's supposed to smell like. Right. I can yeah. smell it now. No, and then sometimes it kind of goes away, and it's, it's like, oh shit, it's, I lost it again. You're right. So I'm kind of back and forth with it, man. Now, but it it is a lot better than what I would probably say about ninety five percent back. Because I can smell this thing right here. Fabuloso is another thing that smells so fucking strong to me. I used to. I, it clean smelled nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to clean it, but now when I if if I were to use it, I work to use it at work. It's too strong, dude. I'm like, fuck, man. I, I can't get in the break room. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, Terry, the one that cleans yeah. up, she's like, I did. I, dil- I diluted it a lot. And I said, man, I can smell the strong. hell out of it. It's strong. She was like, I don't know what to tell you. Said, yeah. Shit, it's goddamn COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, the reason I was asking is because uh, during COVID, you know, 2020, when the lockdown happened, I think... I mean, I want to say, like, I think I did catch it because there was one day, and it was just a one-day thing where... You don't know if you had it for sure, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We were, you know, we ate dinner, and immediately after I ate dinner, I went to the the bedroom, laid down, and I just felt sick, and I started burning up. Sick Sick, how? Sick, like... You had the doodles? Nauseated. No, no, not the bubble guts. Oh. I just, um, I was laying there, and I felt like throwing up. And then I started burning up, you know, getting hot. So then I threw up. I felt better. But then the next day, I couldn't taste. I couldn't smell. And it took about a week before I, I got that back. Yeah. But as far as, you know, how I felt, I felt good. And the reason I was asking about the smell is because, you know, I had a, I had a cologne that I really liked, too, at home. What was and it? Which after one? What was it? English, English Laundry. English Laundry? Yeah. What is that like? That's what I got on right now. Who makes it? <laughs> I'd have to check. English laundry. Yeah. It like, smells good. It's like Old Spice or what? No, it's like Brute. <laughs> That's my no, favorite. Yeah. Aspen. <laughs> no, but uh, prior, prior to the lockdown, you know, I bought it because, you know, I like the way it smelled. Yeah. Then after I thought what I, you know, 
I thought I had COVID. I don't know. After that, and I got my sense of smell back, it didn't smell the same. And even yeah. to this day, it still doesn't smell the same. Still smells weird. It smells weird. Yeah, see, the, and the one that changed for me was uh, Tommy Hilfiger. Mm-hmm. I love Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. I don't give a shit how old it is. Like and nobody changed too. my goddamn mind. <laughs> it smells great to me, dude. But for the longest fucking time, it just it didn't smell that the crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smelled that it had. Right. I was like, fuck, dude. Fuck you, COVID. Because that's the one thing I had. I love my colognes, dude. Like, I have way too many, bro. I could wear probably the... I could wear a different one for the next four months. Every day for the next four months. That's... I just have a problem. Yeah, I'm addicted to cologne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that helped me. And, uh, like, uh, I have... You know, I have a couple bottles, and they don't smell the same. You know, like, when I bought them, yeah. the way I remember them smelling. Now, when I put it on... And I smell it. To me, it doesn't smell as strong and as clean as when I first purchased it before, you know, the lockdown. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder if that. They say what um, I think that I got. It got me a diffuser. Mm -hmm. And they said that natural oils help you regain that uh, regain that. So you you train your mind to remember just not 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 like every smell. So you go back between like maybe lavender, lemon and something else three different ones Mm -hmm. and it when you train your mind to to learn those different three that it helps with the with everything else but it has to be like those are like the foundation smells or something i don't know if they're foundation but it's just because you're training like this is what lavender 100 percent oil smells like this the next one is whatever you pick i think it's lemon but 100 percent oil it means it's that it's extracted from that Mm -hmm. it's 100 percent that and there's different ones because the more expensive ones are higher volume in oil. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, that helps reset the mind with with your smells. So you're reconnecting your whatever your smell. And again, I'm I'm not a fucking doctor or anything like that. But this is what I read. <laughs> that you're retraining your mind to pick to kind of yeah to pick those smells up. That makes sense. I'm if kind of like those are the the. The building blocks of the smell, and then it kind of yeah. Puts and, I, and, back I used in order. To, and I used to fucking hate lavender, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the color, <laughs> no, the, the smell, smell yeah. the smell. Yeah, I used to fucking hate it. I thought it smelled like old lady, mm. and now I smell it, and I was like, man, it smells good to me. You thought you were at church and like, sitting in the pew just in front <laughs> of the. That's what lady. I'm saying. That's what this thing smells like to me. It smells like Catholic church. <laughs> but that's what I was like, lavender. I used to hate it, and now I'm like, man, it's just, it smells good, man. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how much truth behind that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, don't, don't just come your own me. personal experience. Yeah, don't come after me. I'm just I, it's <laughs> calling help, you out on that. It's helped me out a little bit. Uh, you can fact check me on that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but it's helped me out. I mean, I don't fucking know, dude. I just I just go about what happens to me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's right. different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to listen to me. Figure it out on your own, too. Shit, if you want to learn out, you want to figure it out the hard way, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, let I'm, me know how it goes. Yeah, let me know how it goes. <laughs> Call in with your experience. <laughs> Have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's another thing, man. People keep asking me. I know you're one of uh, my big listeners, and you keep asking me, when's the next show, man? I've had, yeah. I have a hard time getting people to fucking show up, man. Hey, they everyone, just, show up. Support this brother right here. He's just, doing something positive. Yeah, they, they don't want to come in, dude. It's, I don't know what it is at I first. I think it's intimidating, like, you know, hey, you know, we're going to talk. You know, I'm yeah. going to be on the microphone, record it. So it's not that bad, guys. Just... Are you doing just sitting here? Talking it's easy. To your You're boy. just talking to me. Yeah. You're talking to me. We can do this here at work, outside. It's the <laughs> same. Know, we do thing. it all. Yeah, it's the same. It really is the same thing. Yeah. 
You know, because everybody asks me, well, what are we going to talk about? The same thing we're talking about right now, dude. We, mm-hmm. There's no difference. It's just me. There's never an easy time to do a hard thing. Yeah. So just come in and do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can learn from anybody, dude. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't have to reach out to, and this is not a pun. I was not. A, I'm not knocking anybody, right? I don't have to reach out to a doctor to, to bring insight about whatever you know to make this bitch official. I don't have to do that. You can learn from anybody because right. the way you treat the wait staff tells me a lot about who you are, right? Because mm-hmm. if you treat them like shit, bro, you're a shitty person, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't really care where you are at in your life. If you're multi-millionaire, but you're a shitty person, then there's a lot of things that you need to figure out with yourself. Right. You know what I mean? So I really don't care who I have on. It just, I mean, really, my, the experience was just for me to talk to my friends, honestly, because I thought the things that we talked about were interesting. Mm-hmm. Not only that, they were honest. They were honest and sincere. Right. They were 100% real. The, who you listen to on this podcast is me. It's 100% me. It's nobody different. Right. Maybe I won't think the same. T- I might listen to this bitch 15 years from now and be like, God damn, I was stupid. Hey, we all changed. Right. And we should, right? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't listen to this 20 years from now and think, man, I knew it all back then. No. We should be learning through. Always. Every day. Right. Through the people we meet. Through the people that we care about. Through the things that we, we, we read or learn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because... Also, science is always changing. You know what I'm saying? So the new discoveries are teaching us different things, shit like that. If you're insightful, you're you're looking for your knowledge in all different places, credible places. I mean, I'm not talking about go get your, you know what I'm saying, go get your information from a crackhead. I'm not saying that, dude. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, that's me. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of bring that up. And it's not to put anybody on the spot or anything like that. But, you know, there's other podcasts that have popped up that have, that have come up since I've started mm-hmm. mine. And I guess it really is a competitive side in me. Right. I'm competitive. You're competitive. We're all competitive, <laughs> right. right? We've known this about each other. We're competitive people. And it's not anger. It's not hate. It's just like, hey, man, you ain't going to beat me. Fuck that. Right, you right. Know what well, I think the competitive side comes out because it's like, you know, when you started this or when you talk to someone about starting this, maybe they just were quick to tell you their opinion. Like, oh, it's not going to work. This and this. But then they see you do it. Now you put you install that confidence in them because now they're like, you know, they're looking at you saying, if he can do it, maybe I can do it. Yeah. And now, they- they it's, just want to surpass you as if they're the ones that started it. You that's what I mean? say. They're like, man, this dumb motherfucker do it. I can fucking do that shit <laughs> right. for sure. Which I'll take that too. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. Well, but let's support each other though. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I support you, man. I've, I followed it. I followed yes. these other podcasts, dude. But it's not, it's not reciprocated. You know what I mean? Right, right. So the love isn't shown both ways, which is fine too. You know what I mean? Because uh, what I'm seeing out of these is they're confined to a certain way that they have to be. Mm-hmm. They got to live in this box. And I've told this to people. I'm not afraid to talk to nobody or say what I think. Mm-hmm. They're confined to this to this ideology of this is who they are. And they're stuck in that. So they because they have to live up to this expectancy of how they feel other people see them. Mm-hmm. And me, that's not me. I'm right. I'm the trailer trash of the podcast, baby. What you hear I is what be, you see, what you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be who right. who I am, no matter 
if you don't like it, dude, there's some, there's so many, there's, I think right now there's, I said there's over, I'm going to get the number wrong, but there's millions and millions of podcasts right now. Millions and mil- right. millions, bro, out there. So if this isn't your cup of tea, you'll find one. I still meet people who don't even know what a podcast is. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's a podcast? What is that? It's like, fuck, you don't know what a podcast is? Where the fuck have you been? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show us that there, there's a lot of things out there that maybe we haven't uh, tried to look into. You know what I'm saying? But that, that is, that's getting off of the, the subject. Um, yeah, you're going you're gonna to inspire people one of two ways. We, and we talked about this. You're going to inspire, inspire people one of two ways. Either they're going to look at you and say, man, that motherfucker's doing a badass job. I want to do that. Or they're going to look at you and say, I can do better than that motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. You're 100% right. I mean, but, you know, it's the one thing that I wish, you know, like a lot more people would do is just if this is not, like you said, your cup of tea. I mean, just give me, you know, just support me. I mean, because yeah. I'm trying to do something positive here. You know, we can support each other. And I mean, I don't think there's enough of that. You know, man, I mean? people can't won't hit that like button, bro. They, they won't. Just won't. They won't. They won't hit that like button. They, they ain't got to share. Just hit the like and, and rate. They won't do it. They won't hit the like because <clears throat> they, they don't want to see you succeed. They they want to see they don't want to see you succeed because if you succeed, you're leaving them behind. Yeah. You know, they want to keep you where they're at, you know. On this level, they don't want to see you excel. So when they see you trying, you're inspiring them. Even though they're not going to tell you, even though they're not going to hit the like button, you're inspiring them and they're watching you because they're in their mind, they're waiting for you to fail so they can say, I told you, like, yeah. you know, I could have stopped you from that if you would have just listened to me. But when and you make tried. it, now they're asking like, hey, you know, like, how'd you do it? We yeah. Know what did it take? Yeah. When you it, make it, they're going to be like, how you, how you did it? Yeah. It takes, well, and that's not even, that wasn't even honestly, um, the motivation when I started it wasn't, oh, I'm going to make it big because I still haven't. That's still not the motivation. The but motiv- enjoy, you enjoy what you do. I like doing this. Yes. I miss being in here. It's been a while since I've been in here. Mm-hmm. I miss being in this being in this room, talking to my friends and, and you know, getting a different perspective about different things. And, mm-hmm. and I don't really, I don't care if I get somebody who comes in here and has, believes in whatever the hell they believe in. I don't care. I'll listen to it, man. Right. I'm intrigued by a lot of things. And I think that's the only way we can grow is if we open ourselves up to different ideologies. I'm not I'm not saying you have to agree with agree with them or believe in right. so if somebody's an atheist, right? Why are you an not why are you an atheist, but how did you get to that point? Yeah. What do you believe in? You know what what is it that that cause that caused you to think this way? Or to believe this way. I'm not going to knock on it. Tell mm-hmm. me. You know, I'll, I'm here right. to listen to it. What's going on? And, you see their perspective on Yeah, because if you don't have that, that, dude, you just agree with everything. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you growing as a person? Right. Is that is that causing you to to look outside of yourself and maybe your, your own ideologies and your own even insecurities and question things? We should question things. Mm-hmm. We always should. Now, should it shake your faith or your foundation? Uh, you know, maybe you need that every once in a while to wake you up. Hey, man, I'm kind of sleeping through life. What the hell's going on? What am mm-hmm. I doing? Snap out of it. Talk to somebody else. Learn something. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's how we grow. As it's crazy questions. and as simple as it is, and it's very simple, and it's very crazy and it's very out there, 
And I'm not saying you got to talk to all these kinds of strangers on, on the side of the road, but, <laughs> you know, people that you feel are successful, people that you feel have, in success, again, <clears throat> I say this all the fucking time, all the time. Success, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Success to me doesn't necessarily mean if you're a Jeff Bezos or you're an Elon Musk mm-hmm. or you're, you know, these multi-billionaires because some of those motherfuckers ain't even happy. Right. Money you know doesn't what I'm saying? Make you happy. Success to me is, are you in a place where you're doing what you love to do? Right. Or have you pulled yourself out of a place that you didn't want to be in? That could be even just a shitty relationship. Mm-hmm. Say you're in a horrible relationship. You're in a bad relationship. And you've pulled yourself out of that. Because you know how that, how that can be. You, you get comfortable in a bad relationship. And it's hard for you to get out of that. To get out of that rut. I've been in ruts before. So we go back just because that's what we know. That's what we're used to. We have kids with them. You know, even though it's not the, it's not good for us, we stay there mm-hmm. because that's all we know. And we convince ourselves that it's a good place. When it's good, it's it's good. You get comfortable. Yeah, we, we lower our standards, our, our, what we expect to be treated gets lowered, right? Yep. And if you one day realize that you've dropped what you expect from somebody else, your standards or your expectations from somebody else on how you should be treated, on what you expect out of a relationship. And you're like, man, this this is actually pretty toxic for me. I'm not getting anywhere on this. It's time for me to go ahead and just call it a day and, and move on. And then you get out of that and you make it on your own and you take care of your business, your kids, whatever it is that you have. That's successful. You're successful. Right. I don't you think, didn't give up. You didn't give up. I don't think enough people get credit for that shit. They make it seem like, oh, well, you just got out of a relationship. Unless you've been in that situation, you don't understand how hard that is to move on from that. It's tough, man. It's right. tough for a lot of people. And I think, I think another thing that we don't realize is, you know, s- successful people have felt a lot. I mean, time you and have time to fail. time again. You have to. I think the most unsuccessful people are people who are afraid to fail. Right. Because they're afraid of adversity. They're afraid to put themselves out there and, and try something and then fall flat on their face. Right. And they'd be like, fuck, well, I already tried. That's all I could do. Right. That's not enough, dude. You got to fail a lot. Like, you got to get out there and really, you know, put it on the line. Well, you have to learn from your failures because if you don't, you're going to repeat it. And if you're learning from your failures, if you failed five times in whatever you tried to do, and you learned, you know, from you failed five times, you've learned five different ways that that doesn't work. And yeah. eventually, if you don't give up, you're going to break through, you know, and you yeah. will become successful. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about happiness, whatever that is. If you enjoy, you know, doing the podcast and this is what brings you joy and you could sit here and do this for hours and days with different guests. I mean, this is going to blow up, you know, because you're doing something that you enjoy doing. Like, I think that what is the number out there like? Is it about seventy or eighty percent people doing jobs that they? It's got to be uh, higher than that. <laughs> that are unhappy. Yeah, I mean, um, I was reading yesterday. I was reading uh, by Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. I think I was in like chapter one, and he was talking about. Is that a romance novel? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking about like, if you were to talk to people who go to work and you ask them like, 
why do you come to work? Oh, because, I mean, everybody else does. You know, it's that mentality of, I'm doing this because everybody else does. They're not realizing success is, I have a goal. Yeah. And I'm working here to provide, to fund my goal or whatever it is. You know, a lot of successful people don't have goals. And, you know, that's why growing up, they would tell you, write your goals down. Because when it's written down, you visualize the goal, you see it, and now you got a map. You know, and, and in that book, it was like kind of talking to about if you want to go somewhere, you you have a destination. Oh, okay, I'm going to Colorado, to Denver, Colorado. Boom. Here's the route I'm taking. But if you get in the car and you just drive, you're, you don't know where you're going. You don't have a destination. So setting goals. Probably usually don't go anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to be riding around. So, you know, setting goals is real important. You know, and I think, you know, that's something that including myself like we don't do enough or at all yeah you know so you know i just i just started working at arby's i'm making sandwiches people i'm making sandwiches with but and it's not shitting on arby's or the people that work there i can't stand this job <laughs> i hate it but that's, that's your motivating driving force to take you to the next what i realized was <laughs> what i realized was if i'm not investing myself every day right if I'm not trying to find a way out of this, then this is going to be it. I'm going to be in this routine every day because nothing's going to change. So I have to invest in myself, whether that be learning something new mm-hmm. or learning something that is in the area of something that I want to do. Right. Right. I'm, I'm putting things together in order to get to where I want to be. So once I leave the distribution... Once I leave, once I leave Arby's, if I'm not working on me in some capacity, then I'm always gonna be stuck there. Yes. Yep. And I gotta tell myself in the morning, get your ass up, dude. Go to the gym. Get up. Go work out. Get up. Go go watch your video for your whatever it is that you want to learn. Right. Read something. Listen. Look something into positive. look into what it is that you're trying to do. Right. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you got to learn how it takes practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I know because I used to do this shit. I used to just watch somebody do something. How the fuck did they do that? And ask myself that. How the fuck did that happen? Practice, 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 practice. They practiced. They either learned it and then they practiced it. They tried it and they failed. Okay, it didn't work. Let me do something else. But the same thing to get to where I want to be. Fell again. All right, cool. I need to do this different. That's all repetition. It's all practice. We don't see it like that. We see it as people just fucking up. Right. But that's not what it is. Because you keep trying to do to do what you want to do. And you're just seeing what works and what doesn't work. Until it finally hits and it takes off. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever it is that you want to do. It's not. This doesn't apply to one thing. This is applies applies to everything in your life, whether it be your relationship, whether it be your 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 career you, with your kids, whatever. You're gonna apply this across the board, right? What works and what doesn't work, and you just keep trying until something does work, and then you practice that, and you keep doing that, and then they get that gets better, right? And you get better at your it. Skills, mm-hmm. yeah. So once I thought about this, I was like, man, if I don't invest in me, and I'm not learning new things of what I of what I'm trying to get into if I'm not researching this shit that I'm going to be stuck 
making sandwiches for the rest of my life. And I'm like, nah, hell no, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Personal like, growth. You got to invest in yourself, whether it's, like you said, reading, listening to a podcast, finding a mentor, whatever it is, you know, like find somebody that's in the business that you want to do or is doing something that you want to do or is where you want to be right yep you know what i mean if you're like god damn that motherfucker's driving a lamborghini what did you do to get that car what do you do what's your job surround yourself with people who are where you want to be and eventually you will be the average of those like people that you hang out with so that's why i don't hang around no haters son because i can't (laughs) be (laughs) they drink that haterade because they just be hating all the time and (laughs) That ain't giving me. you that old. <laughs> I can't be salty like that 24-7. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, personal growth is important. And I think, you know, like like you said, I mean, I think that's that's how you grow. You know, you don't, you know, whatever it is, sharpen your skill. And, you know, it's, you know, when you were talking about that, it, it brought up an example that I had heard. It says, you know, like when you're when you're a baby or when your parents had you and you were a baby, you were learning how to walk, you would fall. They'd pick you up. You would fall, you'd cry, you know, you hit your leg or your arm, you would cry. And your parents never once said, he's never going to learn to walk. They were like, no, he's going to learn. One of these days, watch, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. And you failed, you, you know, you fell, you tried and eventually you got it. So it's the same thing you can apply now. You want to do this, you want to do that. You want to learn a new um, skill or whatever, or, or try a new hobby, learn, you know, just practice, practice. You're going to fail and it's okay to fail, but learn from your failures and and just keep going because i mean you only fail when you give up so just don't give up it's just not okay to give up right you know if you love it that much the drive will be there it's like my boy uh alan iverson said practice (laughs) practice we talking about practice practice (laughs) ai that's right we talking about practice Better practice yourself into a new a new job. (laughs) That's what you better do we're talking about practice uh we just uh, i don't know man i think it's you know, one of the one of the memes that I hate, I, I every when I read it, every time I read it, I can't stand it. Is one that says that don't tell people your dreams because sometimes, um, you know, outside voices can mess up your whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hate that shit, dude. I hate it. The reason I hate it is because, dude, if just somebody telling you something negative about what you want to do keeps you from doing what you want to do then maybe you have to question how bad you, you really want you really want it right because sometimes you have to have those negative words in your ear you have to have that mm-hmm. it's motivation it's either going to motivate you to do it or motivate you not to do it right right because every because you're it's only going to prepare you for when you are successful because mm-hmm. you think people are going to stop hating on you because when you're, you're successful su- fuck no they're going to hate on you more they're going to talk about you when you don't do anything. They're going to talk about you when you do something. They're going to talk about you regardless. So Yeah, you might as well just like, you know what? This is just practice for when I do make it. Mm-hmm. I can. It's going to be more people saying that right. they don't like my shit and whatever it is. You know what I mean? I think sometimes, too, like we have that fear of, you know, if you want to do something or you want to start something or you want to try or change jobs, whatever. We have that fear. So we talk to people because we want their approval. We want them to be on board. And when they don't tell us what we want to hear, we start to question it. Like, well, maybe it isn't for me because, you know, he just told me, she just told me it's, you know, the bad things about it. So then you start to doubt yourself when in reality, you know, all you need is that drive and that thought. Visualize it. I mean, go for it. Yeah. You know, 
You got to do it. Right? You got to believe in you. It's you walking in those shoes, not them. So, But I want to be loved, too. I want to be accepted. They, <laughs> I want them to hit that like button. I want to be loved. Yeah. Love me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't need no damn love. Forget y'all. I'll talk to myself all day. <laughs> no, that is where it comes from, though, man. We want to be, we want, everybody wants to be loved and looked at and admired and mm -hmm. me, me, me. And yeah. it just, you know what I mean? That's not, that's not reality. No, well, you know what I'm saying? nowadays it's, I mean, it, it kind of is like social media makes you feel like you can't be yourself. You have to, like you, you said have to earlier, be something else. you have to carry that image. You got to pose by a Lamborghini or a helicopter or Always. some bullshit. <laughs> like then, that. They see, then they see you pull up on the in the black Camry and they're like, man, what happened? <laughs> what happened to that helicopter you was in? It's a rental, baby. <laughs> but did you like my post, though? Yeah. <laughs> Who liked it? Yeah, but that's Actually. not reality, though, man. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't live like that, man, because that's, that's got to be in some way that just can't be healthy for you. Mm -hmm. There's no way. No, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was talking, you know, now that we brought up the social media, now, I was talking to my son the other the other day, and I picked him up from school, and I I was telling him about the, you know, how phones have made us, you know, so reliant on the phones that it's kind of made us dumb. Yeah. And I told him, you know, when I was growing up, we had phones connected on the wall to the house, and yeah. you had about eight or nine people's phone numbers memorized. You can remember who you could call. You can't even remember. I can't even remember one number now. Right nowadays, it's like you can't even think of their number. You just pull up their name on your phone. Yeah. So it's like, wow, we rely on that so much. Yeah. Even for simple math, you know, you open up that calculator. I need no calculator. Yeah. But that goes back to that teacher who used to tell me that you're not gonna have a calculator everywhere you go. Yeah, everywhere you I, go. Wrong, bitch. Wrong. I do. I got one right here in front <laughs> <No>. of me. <laughs> let me. Let me tell you what I used to do. When I when I would pay in cash, like in my car, in the ashtray, I have a lot of change, pennies, nickels, dimes, whatever. So when I would go into a store and I was going to pay in cash, I would always carry, you know, maybe a couple of dimes, a couple of nickels, quarters, whatever. But I would always make sure I had four pennies. So then I'd go into the store and let's say the price was like $10.77. I would give the cashier a $20 bill with two pennies. And they would throw them off. They would say, oh, that's too much. You know, all I need is a 20. I was like, no, but I want a certain amount of change back. You want dollars back. And quarters. Yeah, and yeah. a quarter back. You know, I wanted silver back, not pennies. Yeah. So sometimes they would give me too much money. They would It would kind of make them nervous because they didn't have a, a calculator or something. But luckily, mm -hmm. some of the cash uh, registers, you just type in the amount that and was, it was handed yeah. to you, and it would automatically do it. But there was times where it would throw them off, and they didn't know how to do the simple math like that. I was yeah, like, wow. that's me. <laughs> I look at that shit be like So if Arby's man, is missing money It's because uh, take you two, gave me too much Take you two pennies back I don't know how to do that much math Yeah You ask it too much I just make sandwiches It gets to the point where the cashier's like Can you help me out Just tell me how much I'm supposed to give you back So that way I'm not shortchanged You're supposed to give me a hundred dollars <laughs> Yeah it's crazy Because it's like you rely on other things besides Technology switching. baby yeah, Technology Look Technology is good and bad It is Alright Just like anything Right, too much of one thing it's is bad. is bad, mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying. So it's always the I, I talk about, and I always say this: it's it's the Mr. Miyagi. You got to find that balance, the middle ground in everything that you do in life. And I never yes. knew that when I watched this movie, and so I got older and so I realized, you know what? It is balance. 
you know, no no sodium in your diet, bad for you. You get cramp, you're gonna cramp up, shit's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Too much sodium in your body, high blood pressure, it's gonna kill you. You gotta find the balance. There's there's a middle ground to that. You know what I'm saying? That's life. Too much of this, too little of that, mm-hmm. fucks you up. It's balance in everything that you do. Right. I don't know how real that was. I don't know how honest that was. I don't know how much um, weight that was going to carry in, not just in my life, it should in everybody's life. We mm-hmm. should look at it like that. Like too yeah. much of, of a good thing is a bad thing. Right. Right? So we got to find the middle ground for everything that we do. You can be busy your whole life, but if you're too damn busy, it's probably bad for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, guilty. <laughs> got to find the middle ground. Got to find that middle ground. Because if you don't do enough, now you're lazy. Yeah. You work too much, probably stressed out and probably got illnesses. Yeah, yeah, you got problems at home or you got, you're developing something, mm-hmm. right? Some sort of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, something. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's this life. That's the life we got to navigate through. Some people just fold into that shit. Like, oh, fuck, I give up. Can't mm-hmm. do this. <laughs> it's easy I, to quit. I can't live through life. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was gonna give up right here, <laughs> but you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta keep going, man. You gotta be able to figure it out. And a lot of times, it takes listening to other people, right. taking advice from somebody. And I learned real quick that people hate advice. People oh, hate it, bro. They fucking well, hate they it. They hate the truth. I think they're like yes men. They would rather listen to somebody tell them that they're right all the time. Right. Like you're, yep, you're correct. No, nope, that's good. Nope, keep going. Yep, and you could be wrong as fuck. Yeah, somebody yeah. who loves you and and is genuine, they're gonna tell you the truth. And when you hear it, you might not like it. Come off as a hater. When you calm down and you cool off and you and you listen to what they said, why they said that, you'll understand. Like it was coming from yeah. a good good place. You know. Yeah, we're so. not afraid to scrutinize. It's called what did they call that? They call that a uh, uh, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm constructive criticism yeah. sometimes it, come off, it comes off as harsh yeah. my grandpa was like that dude he was, he was Old tough school. Yeah. he didn't give a shit Man. nope that sucks damn straight I up I'll put some sugar on it at least <laughs> no adjectives right here nope. straight sucks that's stupid <laughs> ah shit killed my dreams well you gotta question whether or not it was a dream for you at all mm. I'm like damn <laughs> So smart. <laughs> Turn, turned around, head down, and walked right out. <laughs> Crushed them dreams. He's like, well, you don't really, you don't really want it, do you? I was like, damn. But it's true, right? Mm-hmm. If something that simple as words crushes your dreams, is it a dream at all for you? It should make you try harder. Yeah. And somebody's like, man, does, does it suck? Fuck. And I mean, then there's differences. If somebody's just a hater, they're just a fucking hater. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're not going to... Like whatever it is that you do, but you're gonna if you keep doing something that you really want to do, you're gonna find your audience. If you love and you're if you're passionate about it, you're gonna find your audience. Right, they're gonna come to you. Right. Sometimes, isn't it weird that sometimes people who don't know you support you the most, and people they who do know you. they do. You know what I mean? Those right. are, those are, a lot of times are my biggest supporters. They don't even fucking know me. Right, dude. Even when I sing, they don't even know me. Hey, man. If you ever do a show or if you ever do this or that, let me know. I'll pay you. I'll right. pay you. Right off the bat, they want to pay me. 
My friends tell me to shut the fuck up because they tell shut the fuck up all the time. We were going to get off and eat at Lias, but Gonzalo's singing, so let's just go over here. Hey, yo, shut the fuck up. Can I bring my headphones? Singing again. Singing again back here. Summertime blues. Summertime blues. <laughs> That's the reality of it. Hey, but real talk, though, like uh, I got mad respect for you because you're doing things that a lot of people would be afraid, including myself, to do step out. And be yourself and do something that, you know, you're probably going to get a lot of, like you said, haters or people that are going to, you know, disapprove of what you do just because they're not comfortable doing what you're doing. They don't have the confidence to do what you are doing. So I feel like I've had, I appreciate that. That really means a lot coming from you. But I feel like I've had practice for this moment my whole life. People have hated me. My whole life. Mm. So I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> she got thick skin. <laughs> like thick That's all skin. it is. Thick people, skin, baby. People have hated me my whole life. I tell, <laughs> I tell people this. They're like, man, how do you know that motherfucker don't like you? I said, you just, I just know, dude. I just know you yeah. can feel it. You can feel it when somebody genuinely just does not like right. you. For no reason. Mm-hmm. For no reason at all. They just... Right. You get that vibe. Stand this motherfucker. Like, what did I do to you? One hundred percent, I agree with you because sometimes when me and you, when we argue or we disagree, like you can go back and forth forever, and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm tapping out because I can't go on, and we'll be texting, and like you're just back and forth talking about Longhorns, Red Raiders. I won't shut up. I know. You know, and it's like I, I do, like I, I do, uh, I believe that. I believe that. You know, you have that thick skin where it's like somebody could genuinely be upset or, or disrespectful to you and you just brush it off laugh and just come right back you know being authentic and happy because i know when me and you when we have our disagreements or our little you know spit we're spitting at each other <laughs> like you come right back i can never get the last word it's always you so it's, i'm like i always tap out <laughs> well, the easiest part is because i'm willing to make fun of myself a lot of times that's what that's what makes it so easy is because i do i'm willing to clown on me Right. And I've learned that a, a lot of times if I'm beat them to the punch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, if I'm exactly if I'm in this argument and I know they're gonna come after me regardless. If I could just kinda just roll with it's kinda like judo, right? Judo's where I just kinda use their energy to go with and throw them <laughs> and just make fun of myself. It's kinda the same thing. Right. I make fun of myself, so there's like, fuck, I got nothing else. Right. He's doing it already. So he's like, what can I say? All right. What else can I say? <laughs> and at the same time with sports, man, I I've learned to not take it not take it on the nose. I just like fuck it, man. I like my teams. I, I mean I love my teams. I really do. But I, I can't I really can't live and die with them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though I do, I'm just like, fuck. It's fun. It is. It's part of the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Part of the rivalry is being able to talk shit to each other, but at the same time, no, hey, man, it's like it's all good. Yeah. We got next year. You know what I'm saying? Some days well, is our days. Some days it's not. It's all, yeah, you can't win them all, dude. <laughs> Even though you want to, yeah, you just you, you like can't. To. You right. can't, bro. That's and it's kind of a metaphor for life. And I mean, if you can you win some and you lose some, if you can take the hardest hit from this life, man, you mm-hmm. can. You will. This bitch gonna knock you down sometimes. Yeah. But if you can laugh at it, at the end of the day, if you can laugh and get back up, get back up and keep rolling, you're gonna be all right, man. Right. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> gonna be right. gonna say. Hey, laughter is the best medicine. I think, like, you know, when you can, when you can sit there and genuinely laugh and 
laugh so hard to where you cry. I mean, man, those are the best times. It is. And it took I us a while that. to get Jake there. It took <laughs> yeah. us because Jake used to be. He would get. He would get so mad, dude. That he would just. Like, you can't play around with him, fucking motherfuckers. It they, gets real, man. <laughs> it gets real mad, dude. And then here lately, it's kind of he's starting to break out of that. Right. He's like, oh, okay, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he's I mean? He's not so aggressive. It's not so aggressive. Yeah. Before, he wanted to fight a motherfucker. He's a big dude. Yeah, or he'll say something so, like, he'll come back so hard, like, just to shut you up. Yeah, yeah. it's like, too, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Death shot. Death shot. You went too far, bro. You went too far. You said too much. Yeah, that's I'm talking about Jake Alvarado. <laughs> he don't listen to this podcast anyway. <laughs> Represent H-Town. <laughs> Hell, Santa. <laughs> he don't listen to me anyway. He ain't never going to hear <laughs> yeah. this shit. Somebody's going to have to tell him. But there are there's those people too. They, they can't joke around, dude. Mm-hmm. They like to make fun of people. Yeah. Love it. But they don't want you to say anything. They about don't them. say shit about me, bro, because then it's, it's for real. Like, yeah. listen, you must not know me because I'm talking about everybody <laughs> in this bitch. Get in line because I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> everybody. You, me, that old guy over there. And probably that <laughs> drunk motherfucker up there. Everybody's getting it. Everyone. And yeah, he was he struggled with that for the longest time, man. But I, I'm proud of him because he's he has come a long way. Mm-hmm. You can see it in our group chat where he's just like, oh, this yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to be tough. You want to hang around with us, dude? Oh, because you got to have some thick skin. To me, look, listen. You're not a real friend. You're not a real friend if you can't talk a little smack to you each other. You can't. Yeah. You just no way. Yeah. You do that with your brothers. You do that with the people closest to you because that's the funniest things in life are really are like our insecurities. Are it's the it's the shit that maybe you know we're a little insecure about, but it's all it's real, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, it's the funniest shit. It's the real <laughs> shit, right? It's funny because it's true, yeah, right. And then in comedy, in comedy, there always has to be a casualty. There's always got to be somebody. <laughs> somebody got to go down. Somebody's <laughs> got to get it. That's comedy, right? Somebody has to get it. I'm right. sorry. It's gonna be you today. <laughs> Somebody's getting dealt with. They're like, oh fuck. <laughs> so that's where I learned. You know what? I'm gonna take myself out first. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna rag on me, and then there we go. It's you know, it's game time, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> Bring it. We're <laughs> what, ready. What do you got now? Well, I'll tell you nothing. But. Uh, it's fun, man. It is fun. I think one of the funniest things when it was, uh, dude, I could not stop laughing when you said this. When he was laid out? No. Oh. It, it was when uh, when, I, when when I Tanner worked worked at the warehouse. <laughs> and, you know, one of the workers kept saying that was your, he was your. He was my uncle. He was your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's your deal. You're Theo, way your fucking Theo doesn't know what he's doing. And then one day you're just like, "It's my nephew, bitch." <laughs> Get it right, dude. I started. I could not stop laughing, dude. It was so funny to me, bro. Like I was, it was, that was the funniest shit I ever heard you say. Oh man, bro, I was crying. Like I was literally crying. I could not stop laughing. And I told another another friend of ours. I told him, "Man, it's my, like it's my nephew, bitch." <laughs> Oh shit, he cussed to you. I said, yeah, but I mean, that's what we do. Like, that's right. it's cool. <laughs> really? I said, you must ain't got no real friends, bro. Mm-hmm. That's like everyday shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, sh- it should be that loose. You shouldn't be afraid to be who you are, right? Around your people, right? And they know who you are. Like, hey man, this is who I am. I fuck around and we just right. 
bullshit. And I know when it's serious time. You know, when it's serious time, it's serious it's time. Serious. I get it. I know that. You know that for your people, man. Mm-hmm. You know when it's, it's when time you can to, play and when you can't. Yeah. You can joke around. When yeah. You can. But those would be the people that you should be able to play around with. Right. You know what I mean? Those are the people that, hey, man, this is who I go to when I need this. I fuck that shit. Be, <laughs> I work enough that I got to be somebody who I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got enough places that I go to that I can't be who I am. This should be the last place. I got to be that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got to be, I got to tip a toe on eggshells around you too. <laughs> Fuck that. No. I can't, I can't live like that, man. There ain't no way. <laughs> that ain't life. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it is. No, it's not. I, mean, I think that's another thing <clears throat> that we miss in, in, in our partners and us and our spouse partners or, you know, whoever we decide to be with is if you can't be yourself around them, you know what I mean? And a hundred percent yourself. Some of y'all lying to yourself. <laughs> some of y'all are part of you. But, you know, you want to be out there partying and doing this and that. That's you too. Yeah. That is you too. But you want to, you don't want to take you know, the old ball and chain with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh man, what the fuck you want to take? That's you, the person you're with. You don't want to party with them. Yeah, but they're, you know. They're kind of boring, man. Like, well, <laughs> I'm trying to have a good time. Yeah, they don't know you. They don't really right, know right. you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, To me, I don't know how you see it, but that's how I see it. All right. How you feel about that? I don't know. That's, I mean, you, you should be like, you have to be able to be yourself. and All you know, the time. All the time. Sober I mean, you, drunk you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's I mean, you, use you. If you're the type that, you know, you just, at home, you just... Cutting wind everywhere you go, and you know, be comfortable around it, you know, <laughs> around your spouse. Then hey, that's you, you know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, <clears throat> you have to be able to be yourself and and not have to worry about what they're gonna think, you know. If, yeah. If you know, with your spouse or your partner or somebody that you're talking to, or whatever. I knew a couple men that the guy. So there was like it's like in my room, mm-hmm. where it's so you have the outside door and then you have the door to the restroom. Right, so you got to walk through two doors to get to the restroom. This dude would lock the outside door, and then he would lock the restroom door to take a shit. Mm. Didn't want anybody walking in. Not even the wife. Not even the wife. <laughs> she would say like, "Yeah, he still locks both doors. I can't go in there." I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know him." <laughs> She was like, well, I don't want to smell that anymore. I'm not saying you want to smell it. Yeah. I said, but you don't even know him. <laughs> I said, because if you did know him, hey. Doors wide open. Doors wide open. Look, I'll close one. It's unlocked. You want to walk in? That's on you. He better hope that he never walks in there to use restroom and there's no toilet paper. <laughs> his socks going to be missing and everything. Sleeveless shirt. He always ass in that, in that bathtub. Man, come back with that. Hey, you went in there with a shirt and now you're coming out without a shirt. Oh, that shirt's gone. That's what I'm saying. You know, something yeah. like that. And I always thought to myself, man, they ain't going to make it. Sure enough, they didn't. They didn't make it. I mean, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying that your spouse got to be in there while you're taking the shit. But these are signs. Right. Should be your best friend. Should be your best friend. I'm not insecure. Hey, look, everybody does it. Everyone. That's how we know we're human. You take that first shit of the yeah. day. Hey, it's real humbling. It's like, <laughs> hey, you're real you're vulnerable. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like your most vulnerable place to be in. Yeah. You know it's serious or it's getting serious whenever you're talking to somebody, you're dating, and then 
you're comfortable comfortable enough around them to just rip one. Yeah, just let it go. I mean, even they do it, but right back. So it's like, oh yeah, we're there. All right, we're there. We're cool. We're going. This may we're be good. forever. <laughs> we're in it for the long haul. <laughs> Depends on how bad it is. We're like, hey man, come on man. One time's funny. Five times. <laughs> take that shit over there. Walk that way. <laughs> you need to go take a dump. You need to go get that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me. Uh, we'll take a break right here, man, because we're getting that one hour mark, and then we'll be right back. All right, man, we're back. We are back. We are back. And you're asking about the headphones, and that's just so we're not walking over each other. Kind of like you. you know the radios at work, mm-hmm. where if you press it. One person you know, people, speaks. One person speaks. Gotcha. Because you're, a lot of times when you're listening on headphones, and if you're trying to talk, you can't hear yourself. So you're like, okay, let me wait till he stops he talking, and then I can say something. So gotcha. that's what that's for. Gotcha, gotcha. But I don't have any, so we just be talking over each other all day. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. <laughs> no, that's that falls a lot on me, trying to direct the ship and, and make sure that I'm actually listening to what you're saying, which I have gotten better at, man. The more that I do these, I'm actually listening to what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So in a, in, a, in a conversation, I don't know the mathematics on this, but in a conversation, a lot of times, if you're out on the street talking to somebody, you're probably not really listening to what they're saying. What you're doing is you're waiting for a, to, a respond. Nope to respond. Right. You're just waiting for a moment to say what you want to say. You're like, okay, let me wait till this motherfucker stops talking, and then I'm gonna talk. Right, <laughs> and then you say something, right, that may not even really correspond with what they're talking about. Right, and or you're probably it, not even present in the conversation. <clears throat> you're you're thinking about it's like already, where you're going. It's already a it's already a an automated response. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's already something you've probably said somewhere else. Right, you've you've heard it somewhere, and it's just like, okay, yeah, I got something for this. Yeah, this. And then you regurgitate whatever it is that you heard. So you're not in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And with this, it's made, me be- it's made me better at that. It's made me a better listener, more than a talker mm-hmm. listener. Because I have to have something to say. And the only way I can have different things to say if you're listening. is if I'm actually listening to you. Because yeah. you'll hear it. You'll hear on the podcast like that motherfucker didn't listen to shit. This motherfucker just said <laughs> he just repeated himself three times and he, he just still said, didn't catch it. <laughs> he is over here talking about this and he right. was talking about that and it has doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It's like fuck. <laughs> so do you think you're naturally uh, more of a listener or more of a talker? <clears throat> both, but I I can no well yeah both I would say both, well, but <clears throat> I'm better at listening now. I wasn't before because I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, honesty, honesty, yeah, I just had an automatic r- response for a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. I'm not even listening to you because there's too much shit going on. Right. Whether it be at work or it be at Walmart, if it's especially at Walmart. You can't hardly focus on Walmart and talk yeah. to somebody because there's just so much going on. So <clears throat> you're just trying to hurry that conversation along. And then pay attention to everything else that right. you're that you're saying, or you're just trying to hang out with the person and still, you know what I mean, just have something to talk about. And there's a lot of automated responses. Right. It's like I got these pre-programmed responses in my head that I already know what to say in this moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're not in in the, the moment. moment. Yeah. Which which is um, 
a big philosophy as far as far as like monks talk about. Like we were talking about that monk that I can't remember his mm-hmm. name. The doctor? <laughs> no, he's not a doctor. He's oh, one, oh, yeah. he actually leads the monastery in uh, in Europe, which is in Germany. And I can't remember. Man, I can't remember his name. But a lot of his philosophies that he talks about is being present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it as, um, I don't know, Zane, like anybody else would think it was like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm here all the time. Right. I'm here. What are you talking about? But being present in the moment is is listening to other people. Being interested and motivated in the person across from you and what they have to say. And, That's your, being in and the moment. yourself. Right. And Genuinely you're, carrying a conversation, not just like... How was your day? And they tell you they had a horrible day, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, we'll talk to you later. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. For real? Man. Nah. That's crazy. <laughs> How many that cra- that's crazy as I'm into? <laughs> man. <laughs> Eight that's crazy as into this motherfucker. <laughs> Still talking. <laughs> that type of shit. But also mm-hmm. even being honest with yourself about what you want, the direction you're headed in. The things you're doing, um, life in general, and that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to be. Is the, I would say one of the hardest things to be is to be honest with yourself. Yeah. To sit down and and have that reflect, you know, that ref, that reflect time, reflection time, whatever, where you're looking back at what you've done in that just in that day. Now I'm not talking about your whole life. Shit, we all mess up. But to <clears throat> sit there and be like, fuck, man, what am I doing today? Have I given everything that I wanted to do today 100% of myself? Mm-hmm. Have I put things in, in position to win for tomorrow? Have I given attention to the things that need attention right now? Or am I just coasting through life? Right. And to be your own critic... It's fucking hard, man, because yeah. you tear yourself apart. Man, I could rip myself to shreds worse than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I promise you. So I'm goddamn, I'm a lazy mother- motherfucker <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. a lazy fuck. I haven't done shit to accomplish any goals. I don't, no wonder <laughs> I don't deserve shit. You know what I mean? No wonder I've gained 10 pounds. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> like, where's January 1st at? I need you. Yeah, I need Set to start over. resolutions. And January 1st should be right. every day for yeah, you. Every day should be January 1st. January 1st, starting over. Every yeah. hour. Let's... Different, and, different. and as you get older, I mean, as you mature, you start to reflect back on what you did 10 years ago and why you did that. I mean, you know, I, for me, it was like, I, I think the last person I told was Christian back at the warehouse. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. Shout like, out to old, old uh, Golovkin. Yeah. CB. <laughs> like, you know, you, you don't like when you hit your 30s, you look back at what you're, you did in your 20s and you're you're just like, wow. I should have did this. And then when you hit your 40s, it's like, man, now you start looking like, what am I doing? And and really trying to position yourself ready for that last part of yeah. your life. I mean. And he, he was real young, man. Yeah. He? So he was like, part of him was listening and part of him was like, fuck that. He's like, hey, the weekend's here. I'm going to go drink. I want to go do this. <laughs> fuck that bullshit. But he was responsible at the same time and he yeah. got his shit done like he needed to. But And, you know, that's, that's what I enjoyed. <laughs> You know, working at the warehouse is because you work with so many people, but you you were able to meet so many people that you could make a positive influence on someone. I I, I never 
realize how many friends I made by working out there. You know, like my daughter would tell me, you know, when I moved to Lubbock, she would say, Dad, this person came up and asked me if you were my dad. And she, and I was, she was like, yeah. Oh, they know you from the warehouse. They said so-and-so said hi. And I'm, she's like, you know, a lot of people. I was like, well, I worked at the warehouse. A lot of people worked at the warehouse. So, yeah. You know, and I enjoyed those. I think the the physical part, even though David Segala doesn't agree that I worked very hard, the physical part of the job <laughs> that I uh, I held my own, order filler of the month or, or top performer, you know, things like that. Well, anyways, that was rough, but the friendships that I made and, and the, the people I met was the best thing about working out there. At that time. It used Espe- to be especially, fun. Especially, well, I mean, what I'm saying is. <laughs> I can say that because I don't work there. The culture. It, yeah. No, it, it, it is. It's changed. The culture has changed. Mm-hmm. And for y'all who don't know what culture means is your environment, the people that you're with and the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, atmosphere. The culture has changed because I think at that time, I want to say the work was definitely harder because we were going long hours. We were pushing out. I don't know if we were pushing out more freight, but it seemed like we were pushing out a shitload of freight all the time and working hard and working long and hard hours, right? So you had to depend on each other to get the job done. And what that what that ha- what happens is it's a lot like a football team. It breaks you down because you're tired because you're working so many hours. But then you start to get better as a team where you build each other back up, but you grew together. Right. So because you're dependent on these other people to get that job done, it de- it develops that friendship, that brotherhood with these people that you're working with. Cuz I agree 100%. I've made lifelong friends with people that I started with out at the warehouse because mm-hmm. of that people if I don't see them every day or I don't talk to them every day it doesn't matter the moment that I see them right hey man it's still it's still always 100 with you right because I remember what we went through you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and that doesn't go away it doesn't change and it's so weird because I don't think that's not something that I've worked at other places and it's I, not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. You <laughs> right. think, oh, that's everywhere you work. No, it's yeah, not. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Because we we felt like we went through wars, you know Because you know at the end of that shift, the person walking out in your area, your department, is just as tired as you are. Worked just you know as hard as you did. They they hung in there for the 12 hours or 10 hours, whatever, that you did. So no one left like, early. We mm-hmm. all left together. We all made sure we were all done. And And, you know, like back when I started, I mean, they had the number one order filling shipping department that was two years in a row, 99 and 2000. 76. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus gave me my interview. <laughs> no, but they were. We were we were top dog. In the nation, it's like, man, and that, I know when I started, it was intimidating because I was working with grown men. I was like the youngest person in there. And me I, too, when I started. I right? was 18. You would see nothing I was still going to high school. I was still in high school. You would work and with grown-ass men. Coming out sweating. So it, it kind of put the pressure on you that you have to be on their level because yeah. they're doing it. Why can't you? And now nobody gives a fuck. They're like, ain't nobody going to tell me that how do I need to do this and do that. I'll, I said, dude, is the respect is gone. You know, everything for me, I started <clears throat> noticing the change when Jabo left, Jabo Floyd. He used to be the D.C. manager. Back when I, I started, right be- yeah, right before, right before Bobby, took, yeah. yeah, right before Bobby Ross took over, and when he left, a lot of things changed. I mean, a lot of people left with him to. I think he left to uh, Buckeye, Arizona. Oh, okay. Remember, and um, yeah, and a lot of things slowly started getting taken away. Like we used to have 
free drinks in the summer, free popsicles. They used to do the uh, garage sale for damaged freight. I remember that. They used to do that. They used to give away grills and, and different things. I yeah. won a grill one yeah, time on second too. shift. Um, they used to give back a lot to the associates, give you that extra 10% at Christmas. I mean, they would have steak dinners. And now it's like they took Man, all that shit. away. Yeah, they don't appreciate it. I think it, they, they went away from appreciating it's you. The, the, the further that we got away from, and I don't know if you read his book, uh, Sam Walton, he's got a book. It's a really good book, man. You should read it. <clears throat> the further we got away from after he passed away, I want hey, he passed away like early nineties, ninety three, ninety somewhere around there. You can still feel his ideology <laughs> in in that business. You know what I'm saying? The way he thought, what he wanted, how he felt about people His three basic was still instilled mm -hmm. in everybody that worked there. And if you're out on the outside looking in, you don't understand it. Right. To you, it's like a cult. <laughs> but it's really smart as right. far as business goes and, and creating this this togetherness. It's, it's genius because he was a people person. He was yes. a really good. He'll always he said that in the book. He, he wasn't a good businessman. He was a good motivator. Yeah people person that's what he was that's what made him who he was and his ideology was still carried on it still felt the further we got away from when he passed away it just kind of you started to not feel it right and forget about it and then it wasn't what he what he believed wasn't taught anymore and his ways were starting to be forgotten and now here we are you know, almost thirty years later, his presence is definitely not felt. Right, because you don't see the CEO popping into stores just yeah. randomly like he used to. Like he he would go to stores, the store and know your name or something. You know, Dude, he he handpicked <laughs> six, DC sixty twelve. This one in Plainview, Texas, mm -hmm. is one of the few warehouses that Sam Walton handpicked to be made. Handpicked him, you know, and so he was like, "Yeah, I, mean, I want it to be made here in this city." It's one of the few warehouses that he he got to say that this is where he wanted it done. That's how involved he was. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this is probably one of the oldest warehouses, right? It's been around <clears throat> since like 87. Yeah, because it's 6012. So it's what, the 12th? Because I think 6000 is the first one, which is the one in Bentonville. It's either 6001 or 6000. And they were just numbered from there. After that. 6012 were the 12th one that was built. Man. And they still do it the hard way. Physical yeah. labor. Yeah. It's a <laughs> fucking caveman style. Man, you can earn your money out there. You are. But, it, I, you know, I, I couldn't say nothing about because it's always given me an opportunity to do what I wanted to mm -hmm. do. You made of it what you wanted to make out of right. it. As far as friendships go, man, it was, I've met some of the greatest people <laughs> out there. Right. Some of the craziest people too, man. Wow, <laughs> I remember. I couldn't even drink. I wasn't even old enough to drink, man. We'd be out there like, "Hey, man, want to go drink Thursday night?" Remember, we were working Monday through Thursdays on right. second shift. Thursday night, hey, man, want to go drink out here, dude? I'm someone's having a get together. I'm barely eighteen, <laughs> so I didn't ask you that. You're gonna be there or not? Like I said, we're gonna go drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There I was, dude. That's what it was. I was like, "Shit, man!" Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. But when it was time to work, it was time to work, dude. You lose. I think we've lost a lot of that. We've some. I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened. But it, it's just not the same. Anywhere. It's the culture. I mean, it's 
Whether it's coming from the top to the bottom, I mean, things have changed to where uh, they put more pressure on the associate to be more productive. And I know when I left it, it just didn't feel like they were appreciating you. They used to give you lunch tickets to show you appreciating. You, you would go help another area. You get a free Coke card, free meal. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, they would, you would be, uh, you know, they'd give you a reward or, or something, you know, for staying late and stuff. And you didn't have to stay, but, yeah, you know. I know a friend of ours was, um, <laughs> I can't say no name. No, no can't name drop. You <laughs> can't name drop, but a friend of ours. <laughs> It was taken from, she thought uh, the CMN was free. The what? <laughs> she was taking the snacks oh, the from the CMN. <laughs> I've got you on camera. <laughs> she thought it was free. Uh-huh. <laughs> so somebody told her, I think it was you who told her, hey, <laughs> supposed to be paying for that. <laughs> that ain't free. <laughs> I did the math. I think she took like $20 worth <laughs> of stuff from these kids. Like, I think it was like $9. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something about the Star Crunch. You know, love that Star Crunch. I thought they were free. I can't believe they're giving it to us for free. I said, you was stealing from the kids. That's for the, that's for the kids. <laughs> Get that back. <laughs> this is, uh, what do they call it? Uh, what's that system that they call it? The trust system or something like that? Honesty um, system yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that where you you have to, you go get it because it's open <laughs> now in the open. Oh, okay. They just expect you to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's I forgot integrity. And is it no? There's another name for it. Is it something <laughs> system like the honesty system oh, okay. or something like that? Where it's I'm not open like this. You get it, but you're supposed to pay. Drop some. Yeah, they yeah. trust that you're gonna pay for that item. Yeah, I've known several people to grab an extra couple of items. <laughs> that don't work there anymore. So don't come after yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that don't work there anymore. <laughs> she was like, I thought it was free for the longest time. <laughs> I never brought my lunch because I just eat for free. <laughs> I just eat nothing but Star Crunch all day. <laughs> I like this job. I said, she'll be free. Half of that stuff expired. Right. <laughs> Still, you got to dip it in water. And soften it up. You got to rehydrate that shit. <laughs> just turn it to powder in your mouth. Uh, it was fun, though, man. I got a lot of stories from being out oh, there. Yeah. The distribution, yeah. man. is Good old, good old times. Ah, fun times. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, it teaches you a lot, though. You learn a lot from other. That's where mm-hmm. you le- do learn a lot from other people. Yeah, you learn what to do and what not to do, right. based on who they are. You can learn both ways. How to adapt to work with other people because yeah, not everybody can, works the yeah, same. Yeah, even more so in the oil field mm-hmm. is when you start meeting people from everywhere. Oh yeah, different states from all over the place, man. Different countries. Different, yeah, different. Yeah, all over the world. Yep. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. the first time I. Actually, work with somebody from Michigan. They sound like they're from Canada. Mm-hmm. So the fuck? Why you talk like that? Yeah, from Canada, eh? Again, what? <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. I'm from Michigan. He was from Michigan. I said, like, you sound like you're from Canada, bro. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> but yeah, their ideologies are different. The way they do things, everything's different. You know what I mean? So it's um, it's always cool though. I like to, I like to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm not really. I'm. I'm not gonna lie and say I'm a social. I'm a social person because I'm really not. I don't want to get. I don't want to meet everybody. I'm gonna try to be out there and fucking <laughs> talk to every goddamn buddy. And I'm yeah, really not, dude. I'm not that social, but I do like to see these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like to see how other people live and what they do right. and what they like, what they don't like, how they think and why they think the way they think. What do they think about Texas and stuff coming <laughs> yeah, in from other how states? How they see us. Yeah. I remember when they when they when I was working the power line. There's this guy from Oregon, and there's this guy from Michigan that worked with us. 
and they came to Texas because they like, well, shit, it's Texas. It's going to be warm all the time. <laughs> shit. Surprise, surprise. The first storm that hit, dude, it was cold as fuck. We were out there in a storm. He's like, I thought, this was, I thought this was Texas. As, as I was like, this is Texas. What are you talking about? He said, like, why is it four degrees below zero right now? Because it gets cold in Texas. Yeah, I said, man, it gets cold over here, dude. I said, you want, you, you want warm weather all the time? You got to go all the way south. I mean, all the way to like the border. Harlingen. Yeah, you got to go down there. I said, down there, it'll, it'll be warm for the, for the most part. I said, up here, it's, it's, it's cold. cold, dude. Hell yeah, it was cold as shit. <laughs> Learn real quick. Yeah. But I thought they were going to be used to it. Because we were in middle of Odessa. Mm-hmm. And it was cold, dude. Don't get me wrong. It was oh, yeah. cold. But I thought they would be like, nah, this ain't shit. You know, we're from Michigan and... North well, Dakota or something. Yeah, yeah. It's up there where it's really fucking cold right. as fuck. And they're like, hell no, nah, man. Like, this is cold as different. Yeah. I don't know it's, what it is, but it is... It's just as cold as if you were up north. <laughs> I said, damn, I thought y'all would be like, nah, this ain't shit. Coming out well, here in shorts. Yeah, I'd be like, man, this, <laughs> this ain't, ain't shit. And he's like, nah, I do this every day. I do this for breakfast. Paul man. Bunyan. <laughs> nope. Hell no. They're like, it's still cold as fuck. But on hot days, that's where they were really struggling. Right. They're like, fuck, man, this heat or something else. Dude. 100 degrees. And I used to it. They weren't mm-hmm. used to that real hot weather. And the weather here just changes all the time, man. Day by day. If you hate the weather, just wait a couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> change. You'll wake up to snow and go to bed with the you know the the sun out. <laughs> Especially during this, the fall weather, where it really changes. In the morning, it's cold. Right. You know, you're then bunk, it heats up. You're yeah. in your sweats and your jacket. In the afternoon, you're in shorts and sandals. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was telling me, "Oh, here comes that cold weather already." I said, like, "You don't? Do you not remember what it's like out here? It's probably not gonna." Snow or freeze until damn near January. I said, we're still going to have pretty good weather up until right. up and through November. Maybe sometime, sometime in December, like mm-hmm. it was last year. The weather was still pretty nice in December last year. It didn't snow don't until when? About February? I don't... I want to say it was February. And it, where it didn't really get... We didn't real, get too much snow, right, last year? No, we didn't get too yeah, much precipitation. Yeah, that's right. It didn't get bad until probably about the end of January. February it was really like mm-hmm. started snowing and shit but we had good weather for uh, cause we were we uh deep fried a turkey for Thanksgiving outside <laughs> and you I, remember I remember I was, I was in shorts <laughs> no I was in shorts oh okay so it was comfortable it was, yeah it was warm gotcha. I was in shorts and chanclas out there for Thanksgiving <laughs> frozen toes up north they were digging themselves out of six foot of snow <laughs> and icicles coming out that nose <laughs> Yeah, I was out there deep frying a turkey. Yeah, it was nice weather, man. It was nice weather. Hey, tell us about this. Um, get into your trucking days, man. You're not doing that anymore. But uh, you, were, who, who was the last company you worked for? Kim Oil, Kim Oil Energy, out there in Midland. How'd you like that? I loved it. Easiest job I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Uh, delivered uh, diesel to the frack locations. Red dye diesel or clear diesel. And what is that for? Uh, they use it to frack the locations to fill up all the the frack trucks. What's the red dye for? The red dye was uh, for the generators, the lights, and stuff. Oh, they we used right. to put it in a frack tank. They had a they had a 
big old frack tank and you just fill it up. Sometimes the location, depending on the location, they would have one or two. Uh-huh. But we would fill those up and then we would have a we would have our own little container containment and we would go and supply um, our associates on location. They they watch that tank and it would hold like twelve thousand gallons, so we would fill that up. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah, that's they a go lot. through. Yeah, yeah, that's a and lot. And so if they run out, I mean, they can't frack, and they shut everything down. Yeah, so, um, we would. Cam oil was was fracking. No, 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 Kim oil was the delivery, the fuel delivery, oh, the fuel transport. Y'all were, y'all were we were delivering to like everybody. Halliburton, um, Liberty, all these other frack companies out oh, there. Okay, so we just delivered the fuel. We was the furthest you went from Midland? I would go to like. Jow, almost to Carlos. Oh, there's nothing in Jow. Nothing, nothing. Once you get to New Mexico, there ain't shit in New Mexico. You gotta be, you gotta be careful when you go over there on 128 in New Mexico because there's accidents every day. Why it, is it just a two lane? Because yeah, it's, it's a two lane, and when you get all these big trucks on the road, sometimes you have people in pickups that are impatient, so they'll just go. Oh, around they try to you. pass. They'll pass you, and not realizing. You know, the car is closer than they think. There's yeah. a lot of accidents. A lot. I mean, when I worked out there in in Midland, it was like every day. Especially when I worked the night shift, every day accidents. Yeah, that was, that's the way 349 used to be mm-hmm. until they made it into that four lane highway. Yeah, it's, or it's, whatever it is what they called it. It was scary. I mean, l- luckily, thank God, I never, I never was in an accident or never was close. Twenty to was twenty was really bad too. And once it started raining or snowing, yeah. accidents. Yeah. It's crazy how well, then, you know, you were talking about that freeze, and then when it gets cold, um, twenty nineteen before COVID hit, I got stuck on Highway twenty because everything had froze. Oh yeah, everything froze real bad. I was on nights, so I got stuck around. Traffic was backed up, and this was like around maybe like one two in the morning. Well, I didn't get to leave that road till the next day. That day, that you day, stayed I out there. Yeah, on the, on the highway. Oh shit! I got stuck like at one in the morning. You and everybody else. Everybody else. I mean, we were just walking up and down the highway. That's how bad it was. It was about one or two in the morning when I stopped. By the time I left, it was five in the afternoon that same day. Damn. Because what had happened is, the roads were frozen, and as you're coming into um, Odessa from Pecos, if you're going, uh, what is that, eastbound? You have to go up an incline where the roads were frozen and two semis had tried to go up. They were going slow because, you know, the roads were frozen. They didn't have enough juice to go up that they slid down and they collided. So they blocked everything off for miles. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I ran out of time. Everything. DPS was out there. They, were, they weren't pulling anybody over. But, yeah, nobody could get me. I mean, I called my boss and told him what was going on. He said, we're well, just going to have to sit out there because if the roads are closed, we can't send anybody to get you. Yeah. So, what and I, do? I had a day cab, which means you don't have a bed in there, so you just try to Was sleep. Was it bucket seats? Yeah. Fuck. You just lean your head on the window, try to fall asleep. As the sun came up, I mean, people were walking up and down Highway 20. It was a crazy, crazy yeah. thing to see because traffic could just stop. Yeah, I've done that shit before. Crazy. I, not, I wasn't stuck out there, but I tried to sleep in a damn day cab. <laughs> Hurt your back. That sucks, dude. Yeah. I would try to sleep where you know where you put, your feet are at. Yeah. <laughs> sleep down there. It's, there's no room. And you can't put anything like a cooler in between the seats because you got the, the shift yeah. right there. So, can't put shit. I mean, you just catch naps. 
If you can, you it's can. hard to sleep in those seats, man. Yeah. I mean, if you're really tired, you will crash out. Yeah. But to get a good rest, nah, you're still going to wake up tired as fuck. And I remember that night when my shift started, I was on nights. And it was scary because it was dark. It was already, the sun had gone down. And I mean, that snow was coming hard. I mean, I was driving on Highway 20. I was driving maybe 25, 30 miles an hour. And it was scary. And I was going to, I think, Pecos, which only takes about, from Midland, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Like, I was scared to go. And then I was just driving slow. And, you know, I was afraid I was going to get in an accident. I, like, I knew I was going to get in an accident. Somebody's going to hit me or I'm going to just slide off the road because it was bad. Yeah. But luckily, I got so far that dispatch called, said, turn it around. It's too dangerous. Like, we're just Bring your ass home, they said. Yeah. It's, it's too dangerous. Turn back around. There was an accident or that, you know, that accident pile up. And so just sat there. Damn, but, man. Yeah. yeah. That's, there's just so many people out there, man. And those roads it's aren't congested. built. They're not built to hold. That much traffic. 300,000 people, I think, are yeah. out there now. Oh, yeah. That's 100,000 more that are in, than are in Lubbock. Right. It's 200,000 in Lubbock. I know... I think they're up to 300,000 in middle of Odessa. Yeah, you'd be surprised to see that traffic gets back to back. The, the roads just aren't built for it. Yeah. It's just way it too much. And, you know, and the complaint I would always hear is like, man, y'all just don't know how to drive down here. <laughs> I said, well, first of all, half of these motherfuckers ain't even from here. Right. They're from everywhere else. So you got to think about people from New York, Michigan, Oregon, Florida, Cuba, Puerto Rico, probably India here. Yeah. Driving all in one place, and they all drive different. Mm-hmm. That's why the traffic is so bad. And the one thing that I would say is never, I tell my daughter, she sent me a picture the other day, but, you know, never pull out in front of a semi. I mean, regardless of how far they are, don't pull out in front of a semi because a semi can't stop the way a car can. Yeah. And you'll put yourself in that driver. Even if they're signaling to turn, man, I still wait to till they're actually turning. <laughs> yeah, just... I didn't realize it until I started learning how to drive one that how scary and how much you have to respect them, yeah. the drivers in, the, in those Hell vehicles. Hell yeah. I mean, they can't stop on a dime like you can. They can't turn like you. And a lot of people get impatient. They honk because they take forever to turn on a red light. They got to make the wide turn. And by the time they turn, the green light's already red. But just, you know, take it from me. Just, <laughs> just have a little patience with them and never pull out in front of them because... It's my the thing, scariest my thing, thing for is, a driver. If, if you're in that in a hurry, if you're that in a hurry, unless it's an emergency, right? right. But even then, be careful. Right. But if you're that in a hurry to get somewhere, you're already late. Right. Yeah. Just fucking just take your time. You're going to be late no matter. You're going to be late. You're already late. <laughs> you're going to save maybe, what, a minute or two? Yeah. Maybe. If you're lucky. on time, you're right. already late. Stop. Get your fucking Starbucks. Get your breakfast biscuit from McDonald's. You're already late, dude. Right. That's what I do. If I wake up and I'm late, hey, I'm late. Fuck it, I'm late. <laughs> I'm gonna make the most of it. I stop. Take I your go, time. Go get my Red Bull. <laughs> go get breakfast. I walk stop in. Stop at Nana's. Get that burrito. Hey, I show up to work. They'd be so mad, dude, because I'm late. I walk in with a Red Bull <laughs> and a sausage biscuit. And they're like, "Damn, you just walk in like there's nothing. Like you're cool with it. Yeah, I'm already late. What do you want me to do? Got a little bean and bacon on my lip. <laughs> what time's my break? <laughs> What do you want me to do? I'm already late. I can't fix this. Hey, I'm going to make the most of it. It's a good day to me. I'm fine. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna rush to hey, show up and yeah. if I'm already late. Yeah, I'm already fucking late. Man, I remember those days when you wake up late and then you you're debating, I'm already late, so I might as well just call in. And then <laughs> and then we wouldn't call in until about five o'clock, right? Thirty minutes before the shift is yeah. over, just to let them know, hey, I'm not coming in. Or, not yeah, in. you hadn't been here all day. We kind of assumed you weren't, <laughs> just so you wouldn't get written up. Did you call in? Yeah, it was like five p.m. I thought you called in locked up. <laughs> You're supposed to call at five a.m., not five p.m. Ah, oh, those are the days. I used to, remember man, those. I like calling in sometimes, bro. Getting you didn't of- want to tell people when I show up late. <laughs> They're like, it's Ollie, really? You're going to just show up late? Look, sometimes I have to show up late just to know that I'm still in control of my own life. <laughs> I'm in charge. I would tell Jake, the you know, because the next day I would come in, or I would call in, or I'd come in late, whatever it was. And then that day I would show up. He's like, bitch, really? You're going to show up late? I said, this was already predetermined yesterday. <laughs> we worked three days, and you're only going to show up on the third day. Come on now. What's going Come on? Come on now. Hey, I still got to know that I'm in control of my own life here. Every once in a while, I got to let them know I make the rules around this bitch. Uh-huh. It's me. And if you had a partner, your partner was mad. Yeah, that's for real. Yeah, because they, they, they depend on you. They depend on you. When they give them somebody else who they're not used to throwing with. Yeah. Fuck, you had me thrown with old so-and-so over here. They ain't worth I'm calling thing. in next week. <laughs> you know they ain't worth the day. You know they don't clean their sides. They're dirty. <laughs> Your fault. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's just how much we would get so used to depending on each other. On each other. And when something, someone was missing, you hated it when somebody went on vacation. Fuck, you're going on vacation next on this week? this week, I'm going to get stuck with so-and-so. Oh, who are they going to give me? <laughs> Hey, they're going to give you, what's his name, who throws the tango or throws the 45? God damn it. Por qué? I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to pull somebody out of the trailers to throw with you. Somebody who doesn't even care. <laughs> damn. I used to hate that. It's the worst. Yeah, that was bad. It was tough, man. I was hard I was hard on the people that I worked with. Mm-hmm. And I, I, again, I attest a lot of that. They, I get that from my grandpa because he was hard on me mm-hmm. when he was working. And so I was uh, I was hard on the people that I worked on, and the ones that made it, man, they were really good. Mm-hmm. They were really good. And it's just like some of them were like, "Man, you were an asshole to work with," or "You were this, you were that." So yeah, because I have a certain standard. I'm not asking you to do anything that I don't do. Yeah. If I'm telling right. you, if I'm asking you to do something, it's because I do it. Right. So I'm holding you to the same standard. And in a way, it was like winning to me. Is I made it. I made it a game. So in my head, that job was a game, mm-hmm. and I was trying to beat it. I was trying to conquer this game in my head. And some people just couldn't relate to that. They're just trying to clock in and go home. I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying Paycheck. to do, do my time and go home. That's <laughs> it. And the only way that I could make time pass is if I turned it into a competition with myself. I'm going to compete against me. What's the best that I can do? I felt like an athlete in a way. Mm -hmm. Right? It was the closest I was going to get to doing that. Competing. Late late in this, you know, in that time in my life. So, for me, it was like, how do I do this? I want to turn it into a competition with myself. How fast can I do this? At what level can I do this? How clean can I get this side? How efficient can I be? How how can I minimize my mistakes? 
this was all a game too. It was all a game in my head. It was a game. Right. So the person that I worked with became a part of that game, whether they wanted to or not. <laughs> they were a part of that. Right. And I they were a them. piece. Yeah, I pulled them with me. Some people appreciated it. And some people didn't. Some people hated it. And I didn't understand that until I watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he, at a moment, he talks about when he breaks down, right? When he take, breaks down and tells the camera to stop. He said, I won those championships. Me and so-and-so and so-and-so won these championships. It wasn't these new guys that came along. They didn't earn none of that shit. Right. We did that. So, yeah, I had to get on to them every once in a while. Yeah, maybe I had to get in their ass a couple of times. And I had to push people when they didn't want to be pushed. And I had to pull them when they, you know, they didn't want to come along. But because I won and I knew what it took to, to win, win. Mm -hmm. this is what it takes to do that, to be there. And if they didn't want to do that, well, then they didn't have to be a part of it. But you weren't going to be here. Mm -hmm. And that's just interpreted. You know, of course, right. you know, I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing. But the interpretation is... At the end is where it's like where I got from it was like if they hey, if they didn't want to win you didn't have to fucking be there bro you can find somewhere else to go right you applied here yeah <laughs> you came to look for work so here. to me <laughs> it was the same thing I was like that's what it is right. he explained it so well man that it it just boom, made finally sense. it made sense to me finally mm -hmm. why I was the way I was because to me being first. Having the being being the most efficient, having the cleanest module, as stupid as stupid as a lot of people think it is. Right. To me, it was having pride in my work. Right. And yeah. being the best to me was winning. And having a manager that you respect so much that you're willing to go that so, far. Yeah, to for work them that. Yeah. Because you see something in them. You know, I've had a couple of them. To yeah, work. me too. Me too. I've had a couple of them as well. But that was winning to me. Was right. being the best. You weren't gonna be. You weren't gonna beat me mm -hmm. when they read that roll up. Hey, our top performer, the one who threw the most. If my name wasn't number one, <laughs> right? Boom, you were the next one, buddy. Right, I'm coming for you. And I'd like Michael Jordan. I took that personally. <laughs> like, like Kobe, he had his his kill shot. I have if you're shit. above me. I'm coming for I you. I have my shit list, bro. You're on it. You know what? You beat me. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, I mean, that was you're right. You know, like that was back in the day. I mean, when when you took pride, you know, you found out who top performer was or order filler of the month. So you're like, okay, this is the guy for this month that's on top. Yeah, bragging <laughs> rights, bro. Right, it was yeah. bragging rights, and a you lot walk of, with your head up high. And I'm gonna lie, a lot of times I wasn't, I wasn't at the bottom, bro. I was number one. Mm -hmm. I don't, and you, you know, people can argue this to the, they can argue it to their blue in their face. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I was the best to me. Right. Hey. You know, it's like Jake told me one day. He said, all right, we're going to race one day, and we're going to see who's the best. I said, you know what, Jake? We're going right now and find out who's the be who the best is. Let's pull up that four-week roll-up. And whoever has the best. Nah, has dog, wait till next month. And whoever has the higher percentage, that's the winner right there. Oh, why you got to? Because if you're the best, you're the best every day. You're not the you best. You have to wait a certain time to start. No, you're the best every, every day. day. You're already winning. And then he was still, let's race, let's race. We see who's faster. And then one day, uh, <laughs> Jose, the manager, the little, uh, he left. I don't think he's there anymore. Grimaldo. Oh, yeah. He came by. And I said, Jose, he was handing out roll-ups. I said, you ain't got to tell us numbers. Because I know you can't tell him 
mine and you can't tell me his, his yeah. who percentage is higher? Don't tell us the numbers. <laughs> just tell me right now. Just who's, point. Just point. He was like, <laughs> boom, I won. That's it. That's all it is. If you're the best, you're the best every right. day. You're not the best one time. And, and you, you know, being that way, you earn the respect of your coworkers, but you also set that standard to where if they're going to work next to you or with you, you kind of... It, it rubs it, off on yeah, them. Yeah, it rubs off on them to where it's kind of expected, like, I've got to be on his level because that's how he works. Yeah. And so it, it's contagious. It is contagious. Speaking, speaking of that, for some reason that brought up in my mind, uh, MMA. And when, I know you used to do a lot of uh, jujitsu. You still doing that? No, I'd like to. I'm afraid with my back. The way oh, is, yeah, you had I'm your back issues. To, yeah, to mess something up, but I would love to. I did it. Me and my youngest son, we did it last year for about three months, four months, I think. No, 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 six months. I How'd think. you feel? I felt good. I loved it. He was kind of, at first, he was hungry. After a while, he really did. Kind of we were white belts. That's what we started off with. But I had already known some things that Isaiah Martinez had taught me and stuff when I used to work with oh, him. okay, yeah. Junior. And so I felt good. I was hoping he would, you know. Like, really love it. it. Yeah, but I love it, man. I mean, if I could do it now, I would definitely try to get back in it. Cause How did that benefit you, you think? Like, what did, was it? Just learning. Just learning how your body can be used. It's kind of like to, a puzzle, right? Like you're, it's, it's like, like chess. It's, yeah, it's like you're trying to, it's a game. It's a game. It's another game that you're trying to conquer. Yeah. I, to me, it's. When I first saw the UFC back in like 97, I think, on VHS tapes, I, like it blew my mind watching this skinny guy, Hoist Gracie, taking on bigger guys. As your idol, right? Jose uh, Hoist Gracie. <laughs> well, he's, the, he's my idol. <laughs> but, but yeah. Well, like, he's, well he is. He's, he's the, the founder. He, he's, he's one of your idols. He's a guy you look up to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you could say that. <laughs> well, it just feels weird because you're an older man now, but he's still an idol he, of yours. He's, he's my age, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think what, what 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 really like got my interest was that this guy was actually able to stop these other men that were bigger and stronger than him without hurting them, but he could just stop them, and they were trying to hurt each other. You know, well, his opponent was trying to hurt him. He was just gonna like put you down and stop you. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. You know, using your arms, your legs, whatever. To stop these big yeah, guys. Yeah, you're not man. punching and kicking. You're just, if you can get a hold of somebody. It was so different, over. too. It was so different. No weight class. Yeah, it was. But jujitsu was so different. It was like, what the hell is this shit? Everybody was like, once he won the first three, everybody was like, I got to learn that. Jujitsu is for real. It's for real. It's for real. Have yeah. you ever, like, rolled with anybody or just tried you? to learn? You and Marcus. Okay, Marcus. When I was, yeah, is the the two that I rolled with. Because I really wanted to learn it, man. And I mm -hmm. still, a part of me still wants to learn it. Like, I still want to do it. Because mm -hmm. I I hear there's so so many benefits to to doing something like that. Yeah. Not only physically keeps you in shape, but mentally. You know what I mean? It's another outlet. Like, it's like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, having another way to... Develop and yeah, grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow, learn. Push yourself to the limit. Test yourself. Um, learn this new activity. You know what I mean? Gain confidence. It mm -hmm. kind of, it's just a benefit all the way around. I've, you know what? I've heard a lot of times people with depression, anxiety, 
depression and anxiety who do jujitsu it helps them out a lot just kind of calms them down Mm -hmm. gives them something else to focus on and uh, again i don't know the science i don't know if there's science behind that i don't but these are just things that i'm hearing Mm -hmm. you know my brother is one of them he was doing jujitsu and it kind of got him he has anxiety real bad anxiety once he started doing jujitsu he was able to work he was able to get out drive he had never driven before so it was helping him a lot with it with with that part of his life and i was like man there's got to be there's something to it right you know what i mean there's something more than just you're learning some to kick someone's ass you're there's more to that yeah it's, it's like a puzzle i think you know it's like a puzzle yeah but it helps you in so many different places of your life you know what i mean if it's helping you with depression and anxiety dude that's that's a really useful tool yeah, I mean, for it's, a lot of people in jujitsu, it's like life. You get in an uncomfortable situation that you got to figure a way out. Yeah, and to conquer adversity. To How can you that? work through this adversity? You're, you know, you're getting choked. Are you going to panic or are you going to push through? Keep calm. Keep calm and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, BJ Penn was a cold motherfucker. <laughs> the fastest American to ever dude, get his black belt. I remember belt. watching BJ Penn. This little ass dude yeah. just. He's choked. running for governor, I think, of Hawaii. Hawaii. Or something like that. He's yeah. doing something. Yeah, yeah. He's jumping in the. Into COVID, I think COVID is what got him into got him into that because Hawaii really suffered when we went in the lockdown because right. that's a lot of their money mm-hmm. is is tourists. Yeah, and he just kind of what he said was he saw how the government was making it hard for them to make money through business. Right, was really holding them back. I think he said on a podcast that he would witness planes coming in, or. Coming in with supplies, but then they wouldn't ship anything out or something yeah. like that. He had a problem with the way things were going. So he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to do something about this. It, yeah. yeah, and he was like, I, I got to do something about this. I got to step in and, you know, change this. And Because if it's not me, then who? Who's going to do it? And it hasn't changed all these years. It's been the same. So he was like, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. It's going to be me. Mm-hmm. But he's built for it, man. If anybody can do it, he can do it. That dude can. <laughs> tough, man. I, I, I used to like he was excited. BJ Penn, bro. BJ Penn and, oh, man, Anderson said was one of the best, I think, of all yeah. times. Not jiu-jitsu, you know, jiu-jitsu, but Just he did have good jiu-jitsu, yeah. I remember watching him. We went on vacation one time to Galveston, and he fought. Um, Rich Franklin? No, it was the dude, that, the dude that talked a lot of shit. All he oh, do is talk uh, shit. I know uh, that the um, he has a podcast too. Um, what the fuck is his name? He's like the Ric Flair of uh, MMA. Yeah, he ta- but he ta- he talked. Chel Sonnen. There you go, Chel Sonnen. <laughs> so he he fought Chel Sonnen, and this is the second time I believe. Most of his fight, he was losing. He was losing. He was about to lose. Anderson Silva was losing this yeah. shit, and I was watching it because I was really I got got into MMA yeah. at the, at this point. And I took my brothers to it. I'm like, hey, we're going to watch this fight. I need to watch this fight. So we were at, I had a bar there in Galveston. And I think it was one of the first times they started watching it, too. And they got into it. And I was like, fuck, man, this motherfucker, he better not lose. He better not fucking lose. <laughs> last minute of that last round, he gets him in that triangle. Right. The leg, the leg triangle. Yep. Right. Taps that motherfucker out. Yeah. Dude, I, can, I will never forget that. I thought he was going to lose, too. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that, that was there the whole time. 
The fucking triangle was there the whole fucking time. He just never locked it. Right. And I was thinking, was he playing with him? <laughs> no, Did I don't think so. Chael Sonnen is he was a He was a cold dude. Yeah. He was he was a killer too, man. Mm-hmm. He was a cold dude. But it's just like, I'm going to wait until I absolutely know I can get this triangle on him. And sure enough, because he was on the bottom. <laughs> I mean, that. he could have. He could have like... Real his coach. I mean, his corner might have told him like, "Hey, it's there. Set it up." You know, it looked like it was like because he was on his back a lot of the times, and mm-hmm. Chelsea Sonnen was on top of him. You know, and he was he was throwing the hands. It looked like he could have grabbed that and maybe got the triangle at any time. Mm-hmm. It was not until you're looking back at it yeah. that you think, "Man, that kind of a, he got it." It looked like that was there all these other times because he was in that same position. You know what I mean? Where he was on the bottom and it was just raining punches. Yeah. And he just pulled that one arm in and locked it in and got his ass, dude. Got him. I was like, fuck. Thank God. He got it. <laughs> yeah. He was cold, man. The spider was, he was, good. He was on a different yeah. level. He's going to fight. He's going to box. He's going to box, right? One of the yeah. Paul one of brothers the or something? Paul brothers. Jake. I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. Not Alvarado. <laughs> Jake Paul. <laughs> I don't know which Paul. I don't know the difference between. Well, the I think Paul one brothers. of them's doing WWE. I think. I don't know who that is. I think I don't know if it's Jake or what's the other one's name. Logan. Logan. Okay, then it's that one. Logan and Jake Paul. So Jake is the one that boxes mainly. I don't know. I just know they're brothers, and one of them they both box or whatever. But I think I saw where one of them's going doing a wrestling wrestling Good I don't know. They, they got a lot of followers and appearance yeah. a lot of people like to watch them mm-hmm. they're smart the way they did it man I can't really shit on their on what they're doing because they made a lot of money yeah so did those uh, what the island boys <laughs> who's that those key, those two oh. guys with the crazy they need to throw down with the I am an island yeah. boy <laughs> I forgot about that shit you ever seen them hit pads I never I saw a video it. of one of them like where <laughs> one of them's holding like his hands up and this other one, the other one's punching and kicking. It's, it's funny. <laughs> What's the dude's weigh like 100 pounds yeah, together? Like, like together, yeah. <laughs> Soaking wet. <laughs> After a big meal. They look like the real life uh, Bart Simpson. It has, yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Hey, but whatever it takes to make money, dude. I mean, I don't know. I can't really knock knock them because they made it. <laughs> yeah, they did it. <laughs> they did it. They made. I don't know if they're broke now, but I know they made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That shit was wild. <laughs> I was like, I, when I heard the song, right? I was like, what the fuck are y'all singing? You haven't heard it? No, I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> and then he showed me. I was like, it's kind of catchy. I yeah. get it. <laughs> I get it now. It sticks, it, right? Once it, you hear it. Yeah, and, once you hear it, it sticks. Yeah, it sticks it's kind of like it. that one, uh, that little kid, that it's corn. Have you heard that one? Uh-uh. <laughs> you haven't heard it? You? We'll listen to it after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a little kid. He's doing an interview about corn, how much he likes corn. And they made it into a song. I was like, it's corn. I can tell you all about it. <laughs> but he's just doing the interview on corn and they songified right. it. They made it into a song and it's catchy. I was like, oh, that is cool. I would bump that song. <laughs> I like corn. I like corn. I can tell you I've all seen the one with, the, with that one kid. They're, they're doing an interview. I think it's like during Halloween. And they ask him a question about Halloween. He's, his response was like, I like turtles. <laughs> they use it on Sports Center a couple of times. I like turtles. Yeah, I like turtles. <laughs> That's all those are just where they go viral, man. And then once they song a fight, yeah. it's just like it goes wild. Where they just respond in a totally different answer. Yeah. What's that? Uh, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> got time for that. <laughs> once I make it to a song, 
<laughs> grab kids, grab that's your wife. That's the best part, <laughs> man. So is Connor coming back, or is he he's retired? I don't know. Life? I don't know. I mean, if he does, he'll be a big draw. He's think. he's in that position where he can call out pretty much anybody. He's almost at two hundred pounds right now. You know that? I heard he was bulking up, dude. He's almost. I think he's at one ninety. Well, I know. I he know was when fighting he was, at one fifty. Yeah, he was walking at one seventy five when he was, I think, fighting at one fifty. So he was dropping a lot of weight, even to come down to one forty five. That's yeah, why man. he had. I think that's why he had that knockout power because he, he was, was so big, heavy. I mean, if you look at some of his weigh-ins from him fighting at one seventy to one forty five, I mean, you can see cheekbone and everything. He was so thin. He almost looked like he was on the borderline of death. Yeah. Can you imagine dropping thirty pounds to fight? I can't, dude. I can't even lose these ten that I want to. Do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong question to ask. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's the wrong motherfucker <laughs> yeah. when it comes to dropping weight. Now, if you want to gain weight, yeah, yeah, you can, I can relate. <laughs> but you're, I, I don't understand why, why I have the weight division. Like, if you I walk mean, at one seventy, then natural weight just, just fight at one. I get it. Well, I get it. Competitive as far edge for them. It's to them. It's like this is your shot at the big show, you know. So even though you're naturally a one seventy. You might have a better chance if you drop weight. Well, that's because you have the weight classes. So guys at 200 and something are dropping down to 170. But if you got a weight, if you did away with weight classes and you just fought at natural weight, I think you would get better fights because these guys. That's their natural weight. Natural weight. You're healthier. Yeah. Because once you drop weight, you drop 30 when pounds, you cut, dude, yeah. you're fucking dehydrated, Yeah, bro. you feel like crap sometimes. There's no way you're going into a fight feeling great. Yeah, you're just like uh, I probably feel about seventy percent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they do fight; they do put great fights. But I don't think it takes a lot of out of I your think, body. Oh man, I think these guys are killing themselves trying to get to that. But that's what I'm saying. It's I mean this this sport is if you're not on your top game, every every sport you'll be forgotten in boxing, two or three months. Boxing, UFC, any any sport that you have to cut weight. Fuck, it's just so tough. And then you're just dehydrating your brain too. Yeah. You're pulling so much water out of your brain. You know, BJ fought at 200 one time. Yeah, he went up. <laughs> he went up, yeah. and he's so fucking little, dude. I'm like, no way. I had to. I had to go look for that video. Yeah, I, no, I he went it. up. He went up a weight to fight. I he fought, like, dude. He was fighting GSP. Mm-hmm. GSP walks around like at 180. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's pretty much heavyweight. BJ was my favorite too for a while. Like. He was when cold. He, yeah, dude. he was. He it was cold. He was, he was a fucking killer. I mean, he he just when he did something, he did it to the full. The only thing that upset me with him is that his cardio was never there. Like it was like he would always he was, gas out. He would get. He would just fucking burn out. He never took that serious, dude. Like he always was just fucking around because he was so he was just gifted. He re, yeah, he was just a prodigy. Gifted, so he did, he. Just depended on that the fact that he was just so much better than everybody else, mm-hmm. naturally gifted. He depended on that, and it got him far. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, man, I'm the best. Ain't nobody gonna fight. I don't have to do. I don't have to fucking run miles. There's no yeah. fucking way. Fuck that. I'm gonna whoop their ass either way." There was a couple of his fights that could have gone a different way if he had the gas tank, but unfortunately, it didn't work out. The GSP one, I think, is where he ran into he ran into a buzzsaw because GSP's cardio is. Mm-hmm. Like it's on another level, yeah. dude. GSP is one of those guys that he's you one of my favorite, he's one of my favorites, man. I used yeah. to love watching him fight, 
but his he took everything serious. Yeah, if you would, if you watched the way he trained leading up to a fight on like the UFC countdowns, the, the show that they would have prior to the pay, you knew when he was gonna win. You saw what he was doing. It's like, man, this this motherfucker's gonna win, machine. bro. Yeah. They're not gonna get him. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And they would they would be so pissed off. It's like, man, his fights are so boring. But he's like, why am I gonna put myself in danger if I know he's a striker? And he's a good striker, and I feel like he's a better striker than maybe even myself. Then why am I going to endanger myself and take those hits when I don't have to? Right, right. If I can out wrestle him, and I can take him to the ground, and I can ground and pound him, and win that way, then I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Like I would rather do it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just smarter. Yeah, he was a smart fighter. But, give us, give us right before we close out. Give us that uh, GSP impression when he called out Matt Hughes. <laughs> I am not impressed with your performance. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the best, bro. Yeah. Matt Hughes, I'm grateful for you. Thankful for I like your fight, but I'm not impressed with your performance. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing that for years. For those of y'all who don't know, hey man, that's the best, bro. Yeah, I was like, man. I, <laughs> When I first heard that, and I first heard him tell him that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> That's like that moment, you know, where back in the days where they would take their glove off mm-hmm. and then slap a motherfucker and challenge him to a duel. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> I'm not impressed with your performance. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was classic. That's that moment, man. And, uh, yeah, we're getting close to two hours, man. We're didn't seem like it for a minute. But I didn't want to close out without... Uh, a dear friend of ours passed away, man. I don't want to go without saying that. Jeremy, Mr. Jeremy Hooks, brother, yes. we're going to miss you. I don't want to close out without bringing him up. We're going to dedicate this podcast to him. and um, Prayers for his kids and Prayers his for his kids and his family, man. It's always tough when you lose somebody that close to you. That you know young. He was young. Young. Too young. Too young. Um, so. He's a good worker, too. Uh, he had a reputation of. Being a hard worker at the warehouse. Tough, man. Hard nose. Just one of those guys that, again, if you didn't, weren't willing to work hard, you probably yeah. didn't see him in the, in the mm-hmm. didn't see him like, you know, like me. He was either a hard worker or he was an asshole. That's what you thought. But just because the way he worked. And yeah. um, so we're going to close it out with a moment of silence, guys.